MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Bush Series. Today, the Pepsi 300. Sponsored by Smooth Bush Beer and Easy Drinking Bush Light. Bush, the proud sponsor of the NASCAR Bush Series. By Wicks Filters, the number one filter in NASCAR. By Craftsman, the official tools of NASCAR available at Sears. Craftsman makes anything possible. Sears, where else? By Team Valvoline. Racing is how they make their products better. They're not just on the car, they're in it. By Toyota, get the feeling. By Tom Johnson's Camping Center, the official RV dealer of the Motor Racing Network. By Featherlight, the official trailer and coach of NASCAR. See Featherlight at www.featherlightusa.com. By Action Performance, the choice of champions for NASCAR licensed diecast collectibles and apparel. By Mac Trucks Incorporated, two-way communications by racing radios. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of racing radios. And by Haviland Motor Oils and Coolants. Add more life to your car with Haviland. 43 cars have fired and are starting their first of three pace laps before the drop of the green flag in today's Pepsi 300. Before we give you the starting lineup, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. Back at Nashville Super Speedway under slightly cloudy skies. There was a forecast of rain earlier in this week, but it looks like we are going to avoid the precipitation this afternoon, and that is good news indeed. Here is the starting lineup for today's Pepsi 300. Andy Ponstein lines up 43rd in the Yahoo Ford, going 42nd, Randy McDonald in his own Chevrolet. Gus Wasson has the Pizza Hut Chevy in 41st starting spot, going 40th, Caleb Holman, the Ortec Chevrolet. Derek Cope lines up 39th with the Advil Ford. Brad Teague next up. He starts 38th in the Bolts and Screws Chevrolet. David Keith has the Sadler Brothers Chevrolet in 37th starting spot. Jay Sauter's back this week, the Food Country USA Chevrolet. Mike Garvey starts 35th, the NegotiationSeminar.com Chevrolet. And going 34th, it's Regan Smith from New York State, the Mack Hill Motorsports Chevrolet. Starting in 33rd spot, Hermie Sadler, the Fans Car Chevrolet. The 16th row, Stanton Barrett in the 91, the Stanton Barrett Motorsports Pontiac. And Jeff Fuller starts in 31st spot, the Nemco Motorsports Chevrolet. Rolling off 30th will be Mike Wallace. David Starr qualified 29th. 28th, Ron Hornaday Jr. Casey Atwood will start 27th. 26th will be Robert Presley. J.J. Yaley will start from the 25th position. 24th, Paul Menard. Travis Geisler, 23rd. 22nd will be Michael Waltrip. And Tony Raines qualified 21st. Your top 20, starting 20th, Aaron Fike. Going 19th, Clint Boyer. Kenny Wallace starts 18th. Tim Fedewa lines up 17th. The 8th row, Greg Biffle and David Rudiman. The 7th row, David Stremme and Ashton Lewis Jr. Kyle Busch starts 12th. Robbie Gordon will go from 11th spot today. Starting 10th, David Green, last year's winner. Mike Bliss will roll off 9th. Qualifying 8th will be Jason Leffler. Stacy Compton will start from the 7th position. 6th will be Casey Kane. Johnny Sauter will start from the 5th spot. 4th is Jason Keller. Qualifying 3rd, Bobby Hamilton Jr. Johnny Benson to the outside of the front row. And qualifying on the bud pole, Martin Truex Jr. with a record time of 28.819 seconds, 166 miles an hour. However, he did have to go to a backup car after his happy hour wasn't so happy. He wrecked the car outside at turn 2. Martin Truex Jr. will start from the rear of the field. We've got 
got one more pace lap left. An opportunity for us to introduce you to the other two voices we'll be hearing on the broadcast. First, to turns one and two in our Jeff Striegel from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Thank you, Dan. Good afternoon, everybody. 14 degrees of solid concrete await the drivers here in turns one and two. And, Dan, that's lots of grip, but it's not very forgiving. Fast way around here at Nashville, right on the bottom side of the racetrack. We'll have all the action covered in turns one and two from high above, just outside of turn number two. And watching the cars as they funnel down the backstretch and into turn three here out of Charlotte, North Carolina, we welcome Buddy Long. Well, thank you very much, Rick, and good afternoon, everybody. Pretty much a mirror image on this end of the racetrack. Cloudy and cool conditions will greet the drivers down here in the 14 degrees of banking of turn number three and four. We've got a good view of them coming down the backstretch two by two on the pace lap, and that's pretty much what we're going to see. But as Jeff mentioned in one and two, we'll see the same thing down here. The preferred line is going to be that bottom groove of the racetrack. Now, track crews have also milled down the concrete to make this service even smoother, so that's going to make that inside groove groove more demanding. We'll see if that outside groove comes in a little bit later on this afternoon. I'll have all the coverage outside of turn number three. Nashville Super Speedway a mile and a third in length. All concrete surface and it is fast. The cars touch in the neighborhood of 175, 178 miles an hour down the back straightaway. 43 cars are ready to go 225 laps, 300 miles. Total purse and prize money over $900,000. And here to call the start of the Pepsi 300 is Rick Benjamin. Thanks, Dan Hubbard. Safety car has the lights off and is headed down pit road. Great day for racing. The sky's a little bit overcast. Nice and cool, 61 degrees, and nearly a full house here at Nashville Super Speedway. Bobby Hamilton takes the spot inside row one. Johnny Benson's alongside. Green flag is in the air. Hamilton with a great start. Leads him off into turn one on lap one. Bobby Hamilton's going to grab that top spot, but the battle's going to be on for second. Here comes Johnny Sauter. Inside of Johnny Benson, and Sauter goes to second. And Keller quickly tries to fall back in line if he can. He Right now he's in the number four spot, putting some heavy pressure on Johnny Benson in that third position. Tumbling through three and four for the first time. Hamilton with another three-car length advantage. Everybody riding the low groove through turns three and four. It'll be Bobby Hamilton leading the field off of turn four. Opens up a lead of about four to five car lengths over Johnny Sauter. Johnny Benson, a very, very close third as the field makes their way into turn one. Battles on for the fifth spot. Here comes Stacy Compton inside of uh, Casey Kane. Right behind him, Mike Bliss trying to find an opening. Here comes Bliss. And Kane tries to find a hole to call back into. Jason Leffler also involved in that battle down the back straightaway, but he'll fall back in line. David Green, your points leader, also right back in there in that bottom area of cars. Bobby Hamilton Jr. leads him out of turn number four one more time. Race now for second. Johnny Benson takes James Finch's dodge to the bottom to steal that spot away from Johnny Sauter. Using that inside groove, and that is the fast way around. Johnny Benson comes to second. Johnny Sauter now back for third. Casey Kane still battling with Stacey Compton and Mike Bliss. Bliss, the driver on the move down the back straightaway to the inside, looking for the number six position with Stacey Compton very strong on the outside. It's going to be Bliss with the preferred line and Kyle Bush right behind him. That is the best battle on the track right now. It is Stacy Compton versus Mike Bliss. They are side-by-side, wheel-to-wheel. They'll bring it through the tri-oval. Compton up high, Bliss down low, and it is Kyle Busch with the best seat in the house right behind them. Kyle Busch going to drop to the inside right behind Mike Bliss. Back, he almost got into the back of Bliss. Meanwhile, Stacy Compton keeps digging on the top side off of turn two. And right now, Compton's got the preferred line. He pulls away, draws away from Mike Bliss, and Kyle Busch right in his draft goes on around him. Bliss will fall back in line, and here comes David Green. Top five cars are single file. Bobby Hamilton Jr. working on more than a one-second lead. Benson second, third to Sauter. Jason Keller riding fourth. And then comes Stacy Compton, and all the way back to that battle with Stacy Compton, Kyle Busch, Mike Bliss, and David Green. Behind them, Robbie Gordon doing battle as Jason Leffler slides up the racetrack. And here comes David Streming. 
Right now, the top five cars have got a good gap over the rest of the field going back into the number six position. Here comes Bush on the inside of Compton. Compton slugs the door, and it'll be Bush followed by Mike Bliss. Again, that would be the struggle for sixth. Kyle Bush thought he might sneak into the inside of Stacey Compton before they got to turn three. Compton cut him off, and Kyle Bush thought better of it. That battle is still nose to tail into turn one. Kyle Bush is right there, closing in on the back of Stacey Compton. Single file this time as they work off a two with Compton holding down position number six. Car working very well on the high side of the racetrack, but Kyle Bush right on that rear bumper. Maybe now about a half a car length under the advantage. Place about two car lengths back, then David Green, Robbie Gordon, David Strummy coming on strong. Good battle starting to shape up here for fourth spot. Casey Kane takes a look at the bottom of the 22 of Jason Keller. Heading to one, Kane trying to find room. And Keller's all over the back end of Johnny Sauter. Problem is, Kane moves up or check that, make that Jason Keller moving up the racetrack. And here comes Casey Kane. He'll grab the fourth spot. Casey Kane indeed to the number four position. Jason Keller trying to hold on to the lead draft of cars as they come back into turn number three. Meanwhile, the battle back for the number six position. Kyle Bush quickly getting around the Stacey Compton car. That'll put him up into the number six spot. This time, Kyle Bush got the job done, although he gets a little squirrely coming off of turn four, regains control of the Chevrolet. Stacey Compton now in seventh and is under attack from Mike Bliss. Mike Bliss is right there. Then comes David Green, last year's winner, all running in formation. Kyle Bush has got the spot. Stacey Compton goes next. He's followed by Mike Bliss. And right now it's a freight train of cars. Meanwhile, farther up in the number three position, Casey Kane trying to make some noise going around Johnny Sauter. He can't do it this time in turn three, about two car lengths back. As Sauter dove to the bottom of the racetrack as they went to the top of three and was able to chop off Kane and hold him back. But here comes Casey one more time. Bottom of the trial will as they head to one. Casey Kane wants third. And that is the battle for the third spot. Bobby Hamilton way out front. Then comes Johnny Benson. Here comes Casey Kane. Fender inside Johnny Sauter. Dead even down the back straightaway. Casey Kane with the preferred line as they enter into turn number three. Johnny Sauter going to not put up too much of a battle. He'll let him have that spot for the moment. Paul's about a car length back and forth. Casey Kane is clicking off the fastest laps on the racetrack now. You can see it on the clock and you can see it on the track. He got around Johnny Sauter for the third spot. Now Casey Kane will try to run down the top two, but he's got his work cut out for him as he goes back to turn one. Johnny Benson running second. has got about 20 car lengths back to Casey Kane, but Kane is closing. And this time, though, he's going to bring Johnny Sauter with him. Right now, those two cars need to hook up in a draft of some sort and close in on those top two drivers, Hamilton and Benson, both with a commanding lead in first and second. Jason Keller, meanwhile, back in fifth, followed by Kyle Busch in sixth. Well, Casey Kane continues to work his way toward the front. Hamilton building that lead. Benson comfortably second. Kane drawing away now from Sauter. Jason Keller trying to hang on to the lead group. And Casey Kane's pulled away from Sauter now by about five car lengths. Sauter enjoying about ten back to Jason Keller. Then it's a long way back to Kyle Busch, but he continues to put some distance between himself and Stacey Compton. And the leader's already starting to hit some of the back markers in the field as Bobby Hamilton works around the Andy Ponstein machine off the turn number three and four. We'll keep an eye on that as they start to lap the slower traffic, but it is still Bobby Hamilton Jr. with the lead now about two make it make it seven to eight car lengths over the second place man of Johnny Benson riding in third is Casey Kane Johnny Sauter is in fourth and Jason Keller rides in that fifth position your leader is already down the back straightaway and Bobby Hamilton still with a commanding lead he worked on a couple of lap cars early but still with about a 15 car length advantage over Johnny Benson but here comes Casey Kane it's about a three car length advantage in turn four Casey Kane trying to get up close to the fellow Dodge the one car piloted by Johnny Benson Kane still about six car lengths back He's got plenty of time. We put 12 laps on the board. Kane on the move. And he's going to try to run down Johnny Benson. Got a Ford up front. That's Bobby Hamilton. Then comes the dodge of Johnny Benson, followed by the dodge of Casey Kane. 
down the back straightaway again, working some lap traffic here in the next few moments for Bobby Hamilton with a very comfortable lead. It's down to about two car lengths as he enter turn number three and four. Johnny Sauter back at the fourth position, Jason Keller in fifth. So it is Bobby Hamilton Jr. with the lead. We have completed 12 laps in today's Pepsi 300. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. In 2021, NASCAR returns to Nashville. June 20th, Father's Day at Nashville Super Speedway. Be there when NASCAR's best return to Music City. Seating is limited, and we want you there. Visit NashvilleSuperspeedway.com to sign up for the ticket presale for the inaugural NASCAR Cup Series event at Nashville Super Speedway. June 20th, 2021, at Nashville Super Speedway. Sign up today for the exclusive ticket presale at NashvilleSuperspeedway.com. Back at Nashville Super Speedway, where we are 17 laps into the Pepsi 300. Bobby Hamilton Jr. continues to be our leader with Johnny Benson in second. Casey Kane was riding in the third spot, and it looked like he was gaining on Benson. Then he lost the spot to Sauter. Then he lost a spot to uh, Kyle Busch. And it looks like there might be a problem on the Casey Kane automobile. Let's check in with his camp and down to Preston Root. Dan, we checked in with Jamie Jones, the crew chief for Casey Kane. No problem on that car. He started out great about the first 10 laps, but in the last couple of laps, he's gotten a little bit loose. No problems, just a little bit of a loose condition that they'll try to remedy on the first set of pit stops. I said that he had lost a spot to Kyle Busch. Let's reset the top 10 for you. It is Bobby Hamilton Jr. in the lead with Johnny Benson second, Jason Keller in third. It is Jason Keller now in third with Casey Kane fourth. Kyle Busch in fifth, Stacey Compton in sixth, David Green in seventh, David Stremme in eighth, Johnny Sauter in ninth, and Mike Bliss rounds out your top ten. Sauter's really backpedaled in the last couple of laps. He was up to third. He's fallen all the way to ninth. Several drivers are on the move. Ron Hornaday, who did not qualify well in the AC Delco Chevrolet, started 28th. Hornaday shown 13th last time by. That's a team that struggled most of this season so far. They're hoping to get on track with a good run today here at Nashville Super Speedway. 20 laps complete. Bobby Hamilton Jr. now with a 3.1 second lead over Johnny Benson. Bobby Hamilton Jr. has led every single bush race at Nashville Super Speedway. And I asked him, what is the one ingredient you're missing because you haven't led the lap that counts? And he says, just luck. Because we put the car together, we've got the crew chief, we just haven't had the luck that we need. Here he is once again dominating in his hometown of Nashville, Tennessee. Good little scrap going on from uh, seventh on back. This is between David Green and David Stremme. Now it's going on for a couple of laps. So far, Green had the advantage just barely over David Stremme, but they take it nose to tail back into turn one. Well, David Stremme right now with about a car length advantage over David Green, working off of turn number two on the concrete and on the back stretch. And not far behind them, a battle between Robbie Gordon and Mike Bliss. Those two drivers also trying to hook up and catch up with these two drivers. Back up in front of them, though, it's about a gap in front, about a curling for David Stremme over David Green. David Green, certainly a guy we expect to see in contention here in the final couple of dozen laps today, but he's got to find some speed in that Timberwolf Chevrolet. Still about three car lengths behind Stremme. Then it's Johnny Sauter back in ninth. And Johnny Sauter just a couple of laps ago, Rick, almost bought the fence here in turn number two. Got way high up in the gravel. Did a great job to keep it righted, but he lost about five positions in the process. And Sauter continues to be down in the field, continue to drop back into the clutches, possibly at Robbie Gordon here very soon. About five car lengths separate those two. As they come through three and four. 
Good battle going on between Kyle Busch and Stacey Compton. That is from fifth on back, fifth and sixth. Only half a car length separates them as they cross the stripe and set off on lap number 23. Into turn number one, Kyle Busch got about a car length on Stacey Compton, but Compton very good in the center of the corner, running down Kyle Busch as he closes the gap on the backstretch. Car for Stacey Compton is also worked very good on the high side. Coming into turn number three for the moment, about two car length separation. Kyle Busch with the advantage. Compton closing on the rear deck lid. Stacey Compton tucking that number 59, that Kingswood Chevrolet right at the bottom of the racetrack trying to close the gap on Kyle Busch's race car. We should say Ford for Compton. They've changed to Fords this year in that camp at Dead Geschichter's team. Down into one, Compton still about two car lengths back. And Kyle Busch running about four car lengths back from Casey Gaines. Stacey Compton trying to get a good run up off of turn number two. Right now he'll be glued to the rear deck lid down the back straightaway as they close in pretty much on the Casey Kane car. He'll be closing in on Jason Keller. Likewise, we may have four of them. Nose to tail here very shortly. Let's give you a full field rundown, let you know how they're running on lap number 25 in the Pepsi 300. Bobby Hamilton Jr. is your leader. Johnny Benson is in second. Jason Keller third. Casey Kane runs fourth. Fifth is Kyle Busch. Stacey Compton rides in the sixth spot. Seventh is David Stremme. David Green is eighth. Ninth is Johnny Sauter. And Robbie Gordon rounds out your top ten. Mike Bliss sits 11th. Ashton Lewis is 12th. Ron Hornaday up to 13th, followed by Michael Waltrip. Tim Fito arrives 15th. David Rudiman 16th. Tony Raines trucking along 17th. Clint Boyer's on the move. Up, he is 18th. Kenny Wallace and Casey Atwood, the rest of the top 20. Jason Leffler in 21st. Mike Wallace in 22nd. Robert Presley, 23rd. 24th is Paul Menard. Martin Truex Jr. is 25th. 26th is Travis Geisler. Hermie Sadler rides in the 27th spot. Regan Smith, 28th. 29th, Aaron Fike. J.J. Yaley is 30th. David Starr sits 31st. Mike Garvey moving up. He's 32nd ahead of Randy McDonald and Caleb Holman. Greg Biffle has just taken the Charter Communications 60 car behind the wall with problems. Jay Sauter is 36th. He's just come to pit road with problems. Gus Wasson, Jeff Fuller, Andy Ponstein, and Stanton Barrett, the rest of the first 40. Derek Cope, Brad Teague, David Keith rounding out the field. Several of those cars are behind the wall. Casey Kane has chased down Jason Keller. That would be the fight for the third position. And here comes Keller off a of turn number two, and Casey Kane is there. About a car leg back, their nose to tail. Mirror was hitting full of Johnny Sauter, Robbie Gordon. Casey Kane had to stand on the gas and go after Jason Keller. About a car leg separation as he comes through turn number three and four. Kane's on the move. Casey Kane finding some speed. In that great clips, Brad Aiken machine, that's a Dodge. He's about a car length and a half now behind Jason Keller. In 2021, NASCAR returns to Nashville. June 20th, Father's Day at Nashville Super Speedway. Be there when NASCAR's best return to Music City. Seating is limited, and we want you there. Visit NashvilleSuperspeedway.com to sign up for the ticket presale for the inaugural NASCAR Cup Series event at Nashville Super Speedway. June 20th, 2021 at Nashville Super Speedway. Sign up today for the exclusive ticket presale at NashvilleSuperspeedway.com. Still early in the going here at Nashville Super Speedway. 30 laps complete of the Pepsi 300. Bobby Hamilton with a 5.7 second lead over Johnny Benson. From Nashville Super Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Back at Nashville Super Speedway, Bobby Hamilton Jr., the dominant force early. The driver who qualified first had to start from the rear with a backup car. Martin Truex Jr., he's in danger of going a lap down as they come out of turn two. Meantime, several key drivers having problems early in the going. 
Let's get an update from Pit Road. First to Jason Toy. One of the biggest problems for Martin Truex, they're saying the car is great. He's been trying to work his way through traffic. It's held him up a little bit. Also, several drivers in the turn one and Pit Road are complaining that there's a lot of rubber built up already in that second and third groove. So if you get out of it, you're going to slide up towards the wall. That's one of the things that happened with Johnny Sauter, who was running up in the top five, fell back to the ninth spot. He tried to try the outside. He uh, slipped up and had the dirt track and coming off the of turn two. Kyle Busch saying he's pretty solid right now. Also, Ron Hornaday. We documented how he started off 28. He's worked his way all the way to the 12th position. One of the fastest cars up on the racetrack. Said they had a massive downforce problem here the last couple of years. They finally figured it out. They brought more of a heavy downforce front-end car to get more of that air. They've made it, basically built this car for traffic. So qualifying was a little bit tougher to work their way to the front. But Ron Hornaday is certainly doing that here. Let's check in with Preston Root. Well, Bobby Hamilton must be very pleased with his race car, guys, because he has been quiet on the radio when he's led every lap of this race. Also checked in down on the pits at Michael Walter, happy with his car, quiet as well. Robbie Gordon reported running a little bit hot early on in this race, but as soon as he got out of traffic, the car cooled down. So when they come to make first round of pit stops, you might see Robbie Gordon take some of that tape off the front. David Starr, as well as Gus, excuse me, David Starr is a little bit tight in the center, as is Jay Sauter. You mentioned Jay Sauter earlier. He came into the pits and took on four tires to correct that tight position. Also, Casey Kane, a great run at the front. Started out great, as we reported, but his car got a little bit loose. It's playing into the story that we touched on at the beginning of this broadcast, where these tires drop off fairly quickly as they race on concrete. But Casey Kane starting to get things going in the right direction again. He's moved back up to third spot in the Great Clips Dodge. Meantime, one of the former NASCAR Bush Series champions in the field, one of the five Nextel Cup regulars, also running a full Bush Series effort this year, trying for the championship. We said that Greg Biffle went behind the wall a little while ago. Steve Post, are they going to get the 60 car back out? Well, Rick, it doesn't look good. We're walking back to the motor coach area with Greg Biffle. Greg, what put you out of today's race? Uh, motor again. You know, it's uh, seven motors and seven races. So, I don't know. You just can't, you can't race without an engine. And, uh, you know, there's just no way you're going to win a points championship like this. It's uh, pretty sad. Pretty sad for uh, everybody involved. You know, I feel bad. Uh, it's just a waste of my talent. And uh, I'm embarrassed to even uh, when I will show up in the garage from now on. Well, obviously, Greg Biffle, very, very disappointed. The chart of communication Ford is done for today. You can hear the dejection in the voice of the former Bush champion, Greg Biffle. Again, he said seven races and seven motors. I'm sure Roush Racing will get that problem figured out. Bobby Hamilton is having an absolutely dominating performance. He just recently put Martin Truex Jr. one lap down. Truex was our pole sitter. But he had to start from the back of the field because he had to go to a backup car. But now the pole sitter is already a lap down. That's how dominant Bobby Hamilton Jr. is. And it's not like Truex in that backup car. It's slow. He started back 43rd. He's come to 25th in 38 laps. So he's gained 18 spots. He's more or less dropped anchor back there in 25th. And I would think the first round of pit stops probably 35, 40 laps away. They'll be making some changes, I'm sure, on the eighth car. And Bobby Hamilton Jr., as strong as he's been, you know, the tide can turn pretty quickly here. The guy I'm impressed by... Casey Kane, he's raced his way into second spot now. Kane in the, the uh, Great Clips Dodge, he cleared Johnny Benson a few laps ago, Jeff Striegel. He's got uh, open racetrack in front of him right now. Well, Rick, I'll tell you what, he cleared him just about a lap and a half ago, and in that amount of time, he has put about 15, make it 20 carlets over Johnny Benson. Looks like a rocket ship going down the back straightaway. He does have a couple of other cars to deal with, getting around a few more uh, lap machines. Martin Truex, Regan Smith, and Hermie Sattler in his way to cut to that Bobby Hamilton lead. 
David Green and David Stremme continue to go at it here at Nashville. That is for the sixth position, and they are coming up on slower traffic. David Green in a Chevrolet for the first time for Bruco Motorsports. They brought a Chevy here to Nashville, and now Green is trying to negotiate his way through slower traffic. How about three wide into turn number one? David Green just splitting a couple of lap cars, and that's going to allow him to stretch the advantage over Stremme. A huge move by Green in turn number one. And one lap car separates the two. Now Stremme cuts it to the inside, trying to get around the lap machine and reignite that battle with David Green and get around the David Starr machine about five car lengths back. As we said at the top of the broadcast, David Green said great success. He's the defending race winner here, and he is on the move in that Timberwolf car. He's closing in on Stacy Compton. That's for position. That's for fifth. Back in turn number one, Stacy Compton enjoying at the moment about two car lengths over David Green, but David Green so strong down in the bottom of the racetrack trying to cut the advantage and run down Compton. Cars working very well down the back straightaway, and they got some heavy traffic coming up in front of them. The J.J. Yaley machine dead smack in front of the Stacy Compton car, and then the lap car on Martin Trump. Here comes David Green on the rear deck lane. We have completed 43 laps in today's Pepsi 300. Bobby Hamilton Jr.'s lead, an even six seconds. Welcome back to MRN's live coverage of the Pepsi 300 coming to you from Nashville Super Speedway. I'm Dan Hubbard alongside Rick Benjamin. We have Jeff Striegel and Buddy Long in the turns today with Jason Toy, Preston Root, and Steve Post working the pits for us this afternoon. We have completed 48 laps, and Bobby Hamilton Jr. has been the man since the drop of the green flag. He continues to lead, although his lead has been cut just a little bit by Casey Kane. Now it's down to four seconds. Some key players made some pit stops. First, let's go down to Preston Root and check on David Stremme's stop. David Stremme started 14th. He had run as high as 7th, Dan, and what they had was a right front tire going down. They came in, they changed four tires and put Sunoco fuel in that car. What David Stremme's hoping for right now is a long green flag session because he did pit under green out of sequence. That car was a little bit tight off the center. They made an air pressure adjustment on the four new tires, so it didn't come at an opportune time, but he needs a long green flag run for David Stremme. He's back out on the track. And we also saw the fast qualifier here this weekend on a pit road trip early. Jason Toy? Yeah, Martin Truex Jr. came in. They said the car continued to get tighter and tighter and tighter. And like we documented earlier on, the outside grooves are starting to get filled up with rubber pellets off the tires as they peel away. He couldn't get up there or else he'd have the car break loose on him, so they had to come in. Took on four tires and fuel. Had a problem as one of the tires started to get away, so it delayed their pit stop even further. But Martin Truex, after good luck yesterday afternoon, yesterday evening's luck still has not turned back around. Yeah, Martin Truex having hard luck, tough luck for our Bristol winner this year, not having so good luck here in Nashville. Today's broadcast of the Pepsi 300 is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by Nashville Super Speedway to MRN Radio, solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. 51 laps on the board here at Nashville Super Speedway, the seventh race of the season for the NASCAR Bush Series. Buddy Long, Casey Kane seems to have found speed. He's less than three seconds behind the leader. Oh, he definitely is. He's got around some of that lap traffic as well, Rick. That's a name to hit to close in on your leader, Bobby Hamilton Jr. Uh, meanwhile, one of the lead lap cars, it looks like David Rudiman's had some trouble with a left front tire, and he's heading down on pit road right now. It is a smoking left tire as David Runeman brings it down to the pits. Let's cover that uh, lead, however, as Bobby Hamilton Jr. now makes his way down the back straightaway. Casey Kane continues to close. And right now, Hamilton's got some cars that are still on the lead lap, a mixture of that and some lap traffic. It is about a half-turn lead, so Hamilton's got about four cars to deal with, and that should allow Casey Kane the chance to catch up with him just a little bit more. Well, you have to wonder about Bobby Hamilton Jr. He's led all the way. 52 laps go up on the board. He may well have used up his tires. Kane really chopping that lead down. He 
took half a second out of it last time by Jeff Striegel. And Bobby Hamilton right now, Rick, is starting to roll in behind some of that lap traffic, and that may be the opportunity Casey Kane has been waiting for. Got around the Caleb Holman lap car and got just well away from him. Now Kane's got to deal with him on the entrance to turn number three. The next car in line will be Ashton Lewis Jr., but again, that interval between first and second begins to shrink. Somebody else who used up his tires was David Rudiman. Let's check in with Steve Post. David Rudiman, a left front flat tire. The tire all the way down so they had to get uh, up under the car, jacked the car up. They decided to do a four-tire pit stop. They added fuel, also made a chassis adjustment on the machine and made sure that they had good clearance on the left front of that car, but a tough break for David Rudiman in the natural gear Chevy. Lead is heating up into turn three. Right now, Casey Kane has knocked it down to about three car lengths as Bobby Hamilton begins to work on Ashton Lewis. Kane is there as they exit turn four. Casey Kane getting things breaking just the way he'd like to see him. Ashton Lewis's slower car down at the bottom. Hamilton has to get out of the gas. Kane right up on the deck lid of the Marines Ford. Battle for the lead in Nashville. Bobby Hamilton, Casey Kane. Bobby Hamilton up the racetrack. That's going to open up. Here comes the dodge of Casey Kane. Casey Kane looking for that Bush victory to the inside of Bobby Hamilton. He he gets to the inside of him, now goes after Ashton Lewis, but a new leader here in turn three, Casey Kane with a car length advantage. Casey, Casey Kane has the lead, is not able to pull away from Bobby Hamilton Jr. for the moment because he has plenty of lap traffic ahead. Now they, well, move out of his way as Gus Wasson gave him a close moment. Gus Wasson came down a little bit, but Casey Kane flew by and now makes his way to turn one. He started in the sixth spot in lap 56. Casey Kane now putting some distance between himself and Bobby Hamilton Jr. in the Ford. He has cleared some of that lap traffic and some of the lap cars and now has a little bit of breathing room. Hamilton now fights two cars running side by side. It's Lewis and Robert Presley. Hamilton will go to the low side and take care of one, but that enables Kane to draw away. Robert Presley's car apparently with severe handling problems. He's washed up the racetrack big time both at the turn one and the turn three ends of the speedway. Hamilton finally clears the 46 of Ashton Lewis. All this lets Kane build a second and a half lead. And Kane way up the racetrack in turn number two. Almost grabs the fence. Bobby Hamilton will flash by, but Casey Kane with a big moment over in turn number two will drop to the second spot. Casey Kane trying to gather it back up now. Hamilton with a couple lap cars between himself and the second place machine. And now it's going to be the rest of the crowd behind him trying to close in. Casey Kane wrecked in both Nashville races last year. He had the spin at late at Texas last week. Finds the handle just barely out of turn two, but I mean, he came off. Oh, trouble at turn number four. Mike Wallace and Aaron Fike. Hard contact to the outside retaining wall. Heavy front end damage to the Wallace machine. Car scattering high and low to avoid the contact. So we are under caution for the first time on the afternoon. It comes out on lap number 58 due to a two-car incident out at turn four. Let's go back out to Buddy Long. Well, guys, you mentioned Casey Kane a few moments ago. He went to the high side. Rick had mentioned a moment ago Robert Presley uh, washing up the racetrack. Johnny Benson did it a few laps ago. Looked like the tires are now beginning to wear a little bit for these drivers that need to make a run down pit road. But contact made between both Aaron Fike and uh, Mike Wallace. Got the cars together, made contact with each other, and then that sent their momentum into the outside retaining wall. Right now, both of them. Wallace's car sitting in the middle of turn number four, and Aaron Fike's machine up against the wall, the exit of the turn four area with heavy damage done to both. Mike Wallace moving around inside the Geico car. He's got the window net down. Looks like he's fine. Young Aaron Fike, graduate of the USAC Open Wheel Ranks, driving the Kerbagajanian car. He appears to be fine as well, but we're under caution for the first time today at Nashville. In 2021, NASCAR returns to Nashville. June 20th, Father's Day at Nashville Super Speedway. Be there when NASCAR's best return to Music City. Seating is limited and we want you there. Visit NashvilleSuperspeedway.com to sign up for the ticket presale for the inaugural NASCAR Cup Series event at Nashville Super Speedway. 
June 20th, 2021 at Nashville Super Speedway. Sign up today for the exclusive ticket presale at NashvilleSuperSpeedway.com. Pit Road not yet open here at Nashville Super Speedway. The safety car is out. The incident up between turns three and four involving young Aaron Fike and Mike Wallace. We'll take a brief break from Nashville Super Speedway. This is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. 60 laps completed. Nashville Pit Road's open. Leaders on Pit Road, first to Preston Root. Bobby Hamilton goes around to the right side. His crew attention on that car now around to the left side. This is going to be a good stop for Bobby Hamilton. They're not changing. Going to any free up that car just a little bit. A 15.3 second stop for Bobby Hamilton as he has a close call with Casey Atwood. Casey Kane is well in. They put four tires and fuel on Casey Kane's car. Great car. They're not going to change a thing. Also, David Green, the champion in on this end of Pit Road. Let's check in with Jason Toy. Ron Hornaday Jr. is in. He said this car is excellent. They're going to make a slight air pressure adjustment. Four tires and fuel for him. Jason Leffler is also in. Four tires and fuel. Mike Bliss also. Paul Menard as well as Kyle Busch and Johnny Sauter. All four tires and fuel on this end of Pit Road. Let's check in with Steve uh, Steve, uh, Foth. Jason, all the same down here. Four tires and fuel. A couple cars did make chassis adjustments. Stacy Compton was running third. The car was just a little bit tight up off from the corners, so he brought it in, put four tires on the Kingsford Ford. Jason Keller was running 14th. Had some debris buildup on his tires, and they really were beneficiaries of that caution coming out. The guy was running, actually on pit wall, ready to pit the car, and the caution came out to allow him to, uh, to allow him to do it underneath the yellow flag. Also on this end of pit road, Tony Raines pitted, Kenny Wallace pitted, Tim Fiedewa having a strong run. He was running 12th before that. That caution came out. He also made a stop here on pit road. Large group of the cars a lap down now making their pit stops as the wreckers remove the four of Mike Wallace and the uh, Dodge driven by Aaron Fike, the two cars involved in the wreck. Now let's get a NASCAR performance tip brought to you by Wix Filters, the number one filter in NASCAR. Back at the Nashville Super Speedway. Coverage on MRN Radio, the NASCAR Bush Series, the Pepsi 300. 63 laps complete. We're in the first caution of the day for a wreck up between turns three and four involving Mike Wallace and Aaron Fike. In fact, there was enough debris laid down Dan Hubbard. They brought the jet blowers out to try to clean the racetrack. What's the story out there, buddy Long? How's the track condition look? Track looks good everywhere. The true cars uh, finally came to a stop. Not really any fluid dimension for both drivers, but there's been a lot of buildup of loose rubber here in turn number three and four, and it looks like that's why they're bringing the jet dryers out. Just a blow... Uh, uh, the rubber down to the bottom of the track and get it out of that racing groove. So while they are cleaning the track and we are still under the first caution of the day, let's set the field for you. Here's how they're running on lap number 63. Bobby Hamilton Jr., by virtue of a very quick pit stop, got in front of Casey Kane in second. Stacy Compton is in third. Kyle Busch in fourth. Robbie Gordon rides fifth. Sixth is Johnny Benson. David Green is in seventh. Eighth, Michael Waltrip. Ninth, Clint Boyer. And Ron Hornaday rounds out your top ten. Kenny Wallace is on the move. He's gotten up to 11th. Tim Fito will restart. 12th, Jason Keller, Jason Leffler, and Casey Atwood, the rest of the first 15. Johnny Sauter's fallen all the way back to 16th in front of Mike Bliss. Tony Raines will restart 18th. J.J. Yaley sits 19th, and Paul Menard rounds out the top 20. Robert Presley is 21st, 22nd. Ashton Lewis Jr., and I believe he got the free pass on this caution. So he is now in the, uh, now they're showing him in the 20th spot. Paul Menard is 21st. Hermie Sadler, 22nd. Regan Smith, 23rd. Travis Geisler, 24th. 25th is Robert Presley. David Stremme riding in the 26th position. 27th, Martin Truex Jr. Mike Garvey in 28th. David Rudiman, 29th. David Starr in 30th. Jay Sauter back on the racetrack. He's 31st. Caleb Holman, 32nd. Randy McDonald runs 33rd. Mike Wallace and Aaron Fike credited right now with 34th and 35th. Then it's Gus Wasson, Jeff Fuller, Andy Ponstein, Greg Biffle behind the wall in 39th. Stanton Barrett's out of the show. He is 40th. Derek Cope, Brad Teague, and David Keith, the rest of the drivers shown in the running order, Cope continues to run back in 41st spot. We had talked about the softer tire that Goodyear brought this year 
as opposed to last year. And we were all questioning how long would that tire last. It's basically the same compound, but the sidewalls are a little softer. And it looks like, from what we're hearing, about 50 to 55 laps when the tire starts to give up. I think judging how Bobby Hamilton's car ran and then Casey Kane, how his car ran, you could surmise that 50 to 55 laps is about it. Hamilton, a rocket ship, as he got close to lap 50, he dropped anchor. Kane tracked him down, cut a six-second lead down in less than 10 laps and took the point. And then you could see Kane wash up the racetrack a couple of times. That allowed Hamilton to retake the top spot. Hamilton led him on the pit road, got a good pit stop, just missed a disastrous incident on pit road because he and Casey Atwood nearly got together, and Hamilton will bring him back to green when we're ready for the restart. We're still under caution here, working lap number 69 in the Pepsi 300. Last night, they had an ARCA race here at Nashville Super Speedway. Here were your top five. Blake Feese out of Saybrook, Illinois, took the victory spoils, took the Gibson guitar. Casey Atwood finished second. Klaus Graf from Germany finished third. Frank Kimmel in fourth. Surprised there in that he did not win the race. Mm -hmm. Kenny Schrader, of course. What would a weekend be without Kenny Schrader in a race car? He finished in the top five, finishing fifth. If you're not familiar with uh, Blake Feese, uh, He's a a sprint car driver. He's a dirt track driver from Illinois. So many drivers have gone on to Nextel Cup Series success and Bush Series success out of the USAC sprint car ranks. Feese, more of an outlaw sprint car driver. The other guy to note, Klaus Graf, driving a BAM Racing Dodge along with Kenny Schrader here this weekend. He's a touring car driver from Germany, making his first ever start on an oval last night. Also of note in that ARCA race last night, Todd Bodine hit the wall hard on the front stretch. The car just erupted in flames. Todd is okay, although he said it was probably the hardest hit of his career. We have completed 65 laps in today's Pepsi 300. In 2021, NASCAR returns to Nashville. June 20th, Father's Day at Nashville Super Speedway. Be there when NASCAR's best return to Music City. Seating is limited, and we want you there. Visit NashvilleSuperspeedway.com to sign up for the ticket presale for the inaugural NASCAR Cup Series event at Nashville Super Speedway. June 20th, 2021 at Nashville Super Speedway. Sign up today for the exclusive ticket presale at NashvilleSuperspeedway.com. Track cleaning operations are just about complete. We should be ready to go back to green flag racing in just a few moments. From Nashville Super Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Back with MRN's live coverage of the Pepsi 300, Chief Starter Kevin Moss looks over the field, lets the green flag fly, holds it high, and we're back underway at Nashville with Bobby Hamilton Jr. leading the field into turn one. Casey Kane not letting him get away as they go into the first turn. Trying to get by the lap machine of David Rudeman down low. Stacey Compton trying to get up to speed. He's got Kyle Busch all over the back end of him, but it's Bobby Hamilton Jr., the Lolita, off the back stretch. Hamilton with about a two-car length advantage over Casey Kane, but again, there is Kyle Busch right on the rear deck of Stacey Compton. They work the outside of David Rudeman and David Stratton, the lap cars, back in third and fourth. Third place car of Compton washes up the racetrack. Kyle Busch dives to the bottom. There are slower cars in front, but Busch sees an opening, and he grabs the spot ahead of the car of Compton. Meantime, it's Bobby Hamilton Jr. pulling away. And here comes Robbie Gordon now dropping to the inside of Stacey Compton. Johnny Benson dropping to the inside of Compton. Compton top side of the racetrack and losing some spots. Compton's car now working on that high side. He now falls back into the number six position. Meanwhile, Bobby Hamilton with about a three-car length advantage over Casey Kane. Robbie Gordon on the move. He puts the pressure on Kyle Busch on turn four. Bobby Hamilton Jr. trying to pull away like he did at the beginning of the race, but Casey Kane is right there about three car lengths off his rear fender. And it is Kyle Busch in that third spot. Good battle from fourth on back between Robbie Gordon and Johnny Benson. Benson took a look inside of Robbie Gordon going into turn number one. Gordon having nothing to do with it. Slammed the door and he'll hold the spot down at least for the moment. 
Kyle Busch just ahead of him, works to the inside of the lap car of David Stremme. Benson takes a peek on the inside of Robbie Gordon, not to make for the moment. Stays on his rear right but Stacey Felton not far behind in six. As they come off of turn four, Hamilton now about two car lengths in front of the car of Casey Kane. Kane's got something going here for the lead. Kyle Busch, meantime, on the move as well. And we'll start up front. Bobby Hamilton trying to hold on to the top spot. He goes up the racetrack. Casey Kane looking underneath. No, a door handle. The door handle is what Casey Kane would like to see here for the moment. For the meantime, he's right on that rear deck lid down in turn number three. Less than a car length separation for your top two drivers. Casey Kane closed the gap as they entered into the corner, but right in the center of the turns three and four. Hamilton pulled away just a little bit. Now Kane closes it up once again on the front stretch there, nose to tail back to the first turn. Ford versus Dodge. It's Bobby Hamilton, but here comes Casey Kane trying to get a fender up alongside. This time he'll ride about a half a car length behind the race leader. Top two drivers dueling for the number one spot with a healthy advantage over the next three drivers in line. David Rudem in the lap car is third physically on the racetrack. Then Kyle Busch, Johnny Benson, and Robbie Gordon. But Casey Kane stays tight on that rear deck of Hamilton. This green flag run should give us a good idea of how dominant Bobby Hamilton will be the rest of the afternoon. Or can Casey Kane get the job done? There's still a car length separating the top two. And they are beginning to pull away and put some daylight between themselves and Kyle Busch. Again, Kane trying to look underneath, but again, he can't get it done. Meanwhile, Johnny Benson now trying to make some noise up at the number three spot. Looking to the inside of Kyle Busch down the back straightaway. Casey Kane, meanwhile, takes the lead in turn number three and now begins to draw away. Boy, it was a dive bomber move by Casey Kane down to the bottom of the racetrack into turn three. He'll take over the lead on lap number 74. Let's check in with Preston Root, who I believe is caught up with Mike Wallace involved in that accident on lap number 58. I did indeed, Dan, and I want to check in with Mike real quick. Mike, I saw first and most importantly, are you okay? Yeah, it's, um, you know, we're feel a little bit of it, but it hit really, really hard, and it's a shame, but uh, I'll be fine. Just disappointed for the team, myself, and all Geico and Sport Clips, everyone involved in our race program. We had uh, had a tire problem, come down pit road, got some fresh tires, and thought we were going to be all right, thought it was going to go, you know, green flag stop, and uh, some reason it appeared the uh, lap car there, I mean, we were lapped at the time, but going back forward, spun out underneath Sodder there, and I went to go around him and caught him, and just the rest and bounce off the wall. But uh, it's a shame, but uh, the guys will rebound. And um, I guess we'll try to get back, go to Hickory, and watch my daughter run her legend car tonight. All righty, that's Mike Wallace. And we take a look at the Geico Ford Taurus. You see. Out of just a few laps, some lap cars are going to come into play in this scenario. About a two-car length advantage off turn four. Meanwhile, the third position has changed. Johnny Benson snuck to the inside of Kyle Busch right before the entrance of the corner. Johnny Benson now rides in third. Kyle Busch hanging on to his rear bumper. Battle for the lead continues into turn one. Advantage about a car length. It's just the same lap after lap. And Johnny Benson trying to hold off Kyle Busch, but Kyle Busch trying to battle back on the inside. Good hard racing and wearing on them tires early on this restart but Casey Kane still with the edge over Bobby Hamilton Jr. Coming up the lap cars of Gus Wasson and Andy Ponstein off a of four. And lap cars certainly will come into play here. Kane with Hamilton filling his mirrors. What seems to be happening, Jeff Striegel, the car that's running in second in these groups is a little happier with the aerodynamic situation, I think. Well, I think that's exactly right, Rick, because Casey Kane or the car up front with somebody underneath them like they are right now moves them up the racetrack. The battle's on for the lead. Right now, Kane's got it. Hamilton wants it. Can't quite make the move. Came as close as he has in recent laps. They work around a slower car in turn three. 
and four. Kane still with the advantage. Lap traffic, a big factor right now. Casey Kane has to back out of the throttle for a lap machine. Bobby Hamilton takes advantage down to the inside. Kane had to back out of the gas because David Starr was right in front of him. Bobby Hamilton Jr. is your new leader. And Casey Kane back on the charge, puts David Starr behind him, but Bobby Hamilton now two, make it three, make it four. Carlinson growing down the back stretch. Now we'll watch and see if Casey Kane can reciprocate. Yes, he got around Bobby Hamilton. Hamilton closed back up on him. We'll see if Kane can do likewise for the moment. It's about a five car length advantage in turn number four. Yeah, Bobby Hamilton's Ed Renzi car has really come to life. That uh, Team Marines 4 just pulling away now. Trouble. Turn two. David Stremme goes around. A long slide down the back straightaway. But it's David Stremme who loops it off of turn number two. He'll come to rest in the grass. And the caution flag waves on lap 82 here at Nashville Super Speedway. Second time today Stremme's had problems. He had a tire go down earlier. Had to go around. Come down pit road once. He spun and clouded the wall. Jeff Striegel uh, doesn't look like the car's too badly damaged. No, not at all. In fact, uh, one car just barely snuck by. Very difficult to see with all the tire smoke as who that was, but it was David Stremme, Rick, working off of turn number two. Back end just kind of turned around, and then he just did the long slide down the back straightaway and into the grass. Stremme sense has driven away, and he is headed for pit road. He is down on the road uh, heading toward the pits, and they will stop and try to take care of the Trim Spa machine. 84 laps are completed. Nashville Super Speedway. Second caution of the day for an incident involving David Stremme. Pit Road's open this time, and Casey Kane's going to take advantage of the situation. He says he needs an adjustment on that Great Clips Dodge running in second spot, Preston Root. Indeed, he is running in second spot, and after that last restart, they picked up a little bit of a vibration in that Great Clips Dodge that Casey Kane's driving. He comes in, hits his marks perfectly. They talked a little bit about brakes maybe bringing the problem. They're inspecting the right side front brakes now as the right side tires go on. Now they're around to the left side. It will be a four-tire stop for Casey Kane as he is the only one on pit road right now amongst our leaders. And this is going to be a little bit of a long stop for Casey Kane. He's down and away in 16.81 seconds for Casey Kane. Other pit stops in front of Steve Post. Two cars on the lead lap on my end of pit road. Kenny Wallace pitted just a chassis adjustment. It looked like maybe an air pressure adjustment on the left front of the Stacker 2 Chevy. Also on pit road down here and just leaving, as a matter of fact, Tony Raines, driver of the base Chevrolet, jacked the right side of the car up, changed right side tires, made some chassis adjustments on that machine as well, and he's back down and away. And the driver who was running in 16th spot stopped down in front of Jason Toy. Jason Leffler stopped in, did not want to change any tires, saving the rest of their tires for later on in the race, but they did make a chassis adjustment. Also, they topped off the fuel tank for Jason Leffler. Also, Ashton Lewis Jr. was in on this into pit road as well. We'll have a full field rundown for you in just a few moments. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. Back at Nashville Super Speedway, site of today's Pepsi 300. Glad you're enjoying MRN's live coverage of this race. Dan Hubbard alongside Rick Benjamin. We've got Jason Toy, Preston Root, and Steve Post in the pits for us this afternoon, along with Jeff Striegel and Buddy Long in the turns. More pit stops occurring right now. Let's go down to Preston Root. Well, David Starr comes in. He's had a decent run today in the, his, one of his first bush starts. He's in the pits changing right side tires. Also, J.J. Yaley in. They'll come and go around to the tension on that side of the car. The person that we're anxiously awaiting and his team is on the wall as if he's going to pit is Bobby Hamilton. But he's gone by again, and Bobby Hamilton will not pit as Yaley and David Starr make their way out of pit road. 
down to Steve Post. David Rudiman uh, brought the Joe Nemechek own team in. We uh, He lost a lap or two earlier on with a left front flat tire. He made four tire change and back out, and they also worked to pull the fender away from the nose of that machine and just made sure that everything was clean and green on the grill. One car that did not pit down here, uh, they were they were really deciding what to do with Stacy Compton, the Kingsford Ford. He restarted on that last restart in third, but it dropped back to 10th or 11th spot, and the car was very, very tight, but they're hoping it'll come to them, and they didn't want to get in that situation where they lose, give up as much track position. Also, the tire issue with the limited number of tires their teams are allowed here in the Bush Series. So Stacy Compton going to stay out on the racetrack and fight out that uh, fight with that tough handling race car. And a trouble-filled afternoon for the fast qualifier in front of Jason Toy. Yeah, Martin Truex Jr. was back in once again. They changed the right side tires. They're still having handling problems. They went back underneath the left rear to change the track bar. And generally, a lot of times you can adjust it with the wrench, but they're trying to make wholesale changes. They went in under with the uh, the battery-powered Craftsman uh, drill, also with a couple of wrenches trying to break it loose and lower the track bar once again, but still a disappointing afternoon for Martin Truex Jr. Later on, the members of the MRN radio broadcast crew will vote the Goodies Headache Award to the driver who suffers the hardest luck during the running of or preparation for this event. That driver will receive $250 and a sample of Goodies Headache Powder and tablets to help cure the headache. Goodies Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR and Martin Truex Jr. just might be the lead candidate at this time. <laughs> yeah, he'd certainly be reaching for the uh, for the goodies powders. There's no question about it. Lights out on the safety car. We'll put 88 laps on the board next time around here at Nashville Super Speedway. Bobby Hamilton Jr. will bring him back to the start-finish line to receive the green flag. The driver who's given him fits here in the last 30 laps, Casey Kane, has to start 15th this time around after the second caution of the day. Here's how they'll come off of turn four. Hamilton Jr. will be the leader with Johnny Benson in second, Kyle Busch third. Robbie Gordon in fourth, David Green rounding out the top five. Good run by David Green, making it now into the top five. Again, the first time he has brought a Chevrolet for Bruco Motorsports to a racetrack. They're going to keep the Pontiacs, by the way. They are going to race the Pontiacs at selected races throughout the season. We're back under Green on lap number 88, and Bobby Hamilton gets a terrific jump, puts a lap machine between himself and the rest of the field. Yeah, he says goodbye to the lap machine, but he goes way up the racetrack. Problem for Bobby Hamilton. Several cars up the racetrack. David Green among them. Big moment for Bobby Hamilton, but he'll hold the top spot. He may have a problem. Well, right now, Bobby Hamilton holding on to the top spot. As Jeff mentioned, many drivers washed up the banking. The driver that comes out looking good, Robbie Gordon down to the inside and takes the lead on turn four. If there's one driver in NASCAR competition who earns the title aggressive week in and week out, it's Gordon. Seizes the opportunity, leads here at Nashville. Hamilton Jr. definitely with a problem. He's up the track and way off the pace. And last time by Rick, Bobby Hamilton shaking the car right and left violently, almost like he was trying to knock the runner off the machine, but he is dropping quickly through the field. And meanwhile, Robbie Gordon holds on to a good advantage. Kyle Busch now is second. Johnny Benson is rear deck led third. Clint Boyer with a solid running fourth. And Ron Hornaday is lined up into the number five position. We'll get an update on the trials and tribulations of Bobby Hamilton Jr. in a moment. Meanwhile, back up at the front, Robbie Gordon opens up a lead of about six car lengths over Kyle Busch in second. However, Johnny Benson is filling his mirrors into turn one. And how about Clint Boyer all the way up and right behind Johnny Benson for a position. But the battle is for second. Kyle Busch, Johnny Benson, nose to tail. The Bush-Benson battle continues down the back straightaway so many times around this racetrack early this afternoon. We've seen these two have at it. Benson again looking to the inside, and Kyle Bush not to be as he holds on to third. 
Kyle Busch trying to hold the five car at the bottom of the racetrack and block Benson's charge. He's still having problems, though, with Benson. Robbie Gordon about eight car lengths to the good as they hit turn one. And Robbie Gordon with all kinds of clear track out front, but the battle is for second. Kyle Busch, Johnny Benson. Busch having a hard time keeping it pinned to the bottom, and Johnny Benson trying to take advantage. Benson trying to get some of that momentum coming off of the corners and use it to his advantage down the back straightaway. For the moment, it can't be. Again, Busch is about a half a group fire off that yellow line, but Benson just can't inch his way by just yet. After having one of the quickest cars of the afternoon, Bobby Hamilton Jr. just paid a visit to the pits. What's the story, Preston Root? Dan, he came into the pits with a left front going down on the good 25-team Marines Bobby Hamilton drive. And it was just a left front. It was a very quick stop, just over nine seconds. But during the green flag, and unexpected, very costly for Bobby Hamilton. Tough break for Bobby Hamilton Jr. He rejoins the field in the 25th spot. Leaders make their way now into turns three and four. It is Robbie Gordon, but that lead is now going away to Johnny Benson. Third is Kyle Busch, and fourth. What a great drive by Clint Boyer so far in the early going. 92 laps now in the book. Make it 93 as Robbie Gordon leads the top four into turn one. And they're all separated by about two car lengths. Robbie Gordon closing fast is Johnny Benson. Then comes Kyle Busch and Clint Boyer riding just a few car lengths back in the four spot. Those top five scramble down farther back of the field. Looks like Casey Kane has worked his way at least back up into the number 13 position. He's like a rocket ship in and out of cars down the back straightaway. Uh, Casey Kane has brought his car to life. He's being shown in 12th. Johnny Benson starting to reel in the car of Robbie Gordon. One guy to watch is certainly Clint Boyer in that Richard Childress Chevrolet. Boyer put on a great show here in his first ever trip here in an ARCA race a year ago. Nearly won that race. His tires gave up late. Mario Gosselin won, but that earned Boyer a shot in this Richard Childress ride, and it's starting to pay off for him, buddy, long as he hits the backstretch. And Boyer's got his teammate not far behind it, Ron Hornaday, but what a great run you mentioned early for Clint Boyer now in the ranks of the top five. Ron Hornaday also had a bad qualifying effort. He's worked his way well up into the field, up into the number five spot as well. Ron Hornaday started this race in the 28th spot, and now he works his way up to the fifth position. Michael Waltrip is in sixth, Johnny Sauter seventh, Tim Fedewa now is in eighth, Casey Atwood ninth, and Mike Bliss rounds out the top ten. Your leaders are off turn two. Right now it's going to be Johnny Benson trying to fend off the efforts and close in on Robbie Gordon as he heads into turn number three and four. The lap car, Robert Presley, coming up quickly, but Benson right on that rear deck of Gordon on the four. Benson flashing the form that earned him a NASCAR Busch Series championship back in the middle 90s. He is right on the back bumper of Gordon. The one car, the Dodge of Benson, clearly faster as they haul it off into turn one. Well, Benson, it's his first trip ever to Nashville, and he wants to lead for the first time on lap number 96, trying to get underneath Robbie Gordon. The battle for the lead is off turn two. And again, Benson's car working oh so well in the bottom groove of this racetrack to the inside, down the back straightaway. Give Benson the lead. He hugs that yellow line to the bottom of the track, and he's a new leader in the Pepsi 300. Earlier this week, Johnny Benson said he likes new tracks that he's unfamiliar with. He is backing up that statement right now, crossing the stripe and leading lap number 97 in the Pepsi 300. Robbie Gordon is second, a very close third is Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch trying to do the same thing that Johnny Benson did. Get a fender up alongside Robbie Gordon and move him back a spot. Right now they'll go nose to tail. Those top three very tight. Down the back straightaway. Gordon may have lost the lead, but he's right on the rear deck lid of Johnny Benson. Here's Busch now. Clint Boyer making a four-car battle off turn four. Very tight four-car chase. Fifth spot belongs to Ron Hornaday, and he can see the leaders for the first time all day. Benson leads him to the stripe. Gordon is second. Bush right there. Third. Boyer, two car lengths back and forth. And Clint Boyer may be the wild card in this one as he is closing down and he is just two car lengths back. The top three nose to tail. Here comes Kyle Bush to the top side. Bush looking. Now he slings it down to the inside but now falls back in line behind Robbie Gordon again that allowed Clint Boyer to close that much.
much more. Top four are tight coming through three and four. Close quarter racing coming off of turn four with Johnny Benson in the lead. The nose squiggled just a little bit on his machine as he came off the turn, giving Robbie Gordon the good look. He closes it within half a car length. Kyle Busch now trying to make the run from the third spot. Kyle Busch trying to get underneath Robbie Gordon, but Gordon slams the door. They'll go nose to tail for the moment. Benson slides up the racetrack. Gordon looking low. Kyle Busch looking topside. And while second, third, and fourth battle, Johnny Benson cannot pull away. He is right there. Bush now taking a look on the outside, coming into turn number three. Nose and Boyer's right behind him, and now goes to the inside for second. Nearly contact between the cars running second and third on a turn four. Robbie Gordon has to give ground. Kyle Busch sticks the nose of the low Chevrolet to the bottom. He's got second spot. And Clint Boyer wants third. Robbie Gordon up the, the top side of the racetrack, and Boyer comes to third. Robbie Gordon back to fourth, and Ron Hornaday is closing down, running fifth. Pair of young guns now with the number two and three spot. Kyle Busch and Clint Boyer hooking up, and now they begin to close the battle with a gap with Johnny Benson. Ron Hornaday also was able to close up on those front four with the battle that he had as he exited off the floor. So it is Johnny Benson in the lead. Kyle Busch in second, Robbie Gordon in third, Clint Boyer fourth, and Ron Hornaday now rounds out our top five. Slight change in the top five. Clint Boyer has now gotten around Robbie Gordon, and Clint Boyer rides in the third position. From Nashville Super Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Today's broadcast of the Pepsi 300 on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. By Ray Bestos, the best in brakes, certified for your safety. By Sunoco, if it's good enough for NASCAR, it's good enough for your car. And by Wix Filters, the number one filter in NASCAR. Back at Nashville Super Speedway, where experience has given way to youth. Kyle Busch has taken the lead on lap number 106 in front of Johnny Benson. Clint Boyer now rides in the third spot. Fourth is Robbie Gordon, with Ron Hornaday still occupying the fifth position. Surprising strength from Kyle Busch? Not at all. We saw him win here in an ARCA Remax Series race a year ago. Very aggressive, obviously an excellent race team. And he's starting to learn patience. He's been a very strong contender in the first six weeks of the NASCAR Busch Series campaign. He's shown the ability to win races. I'm not surprised in the least. Johnny Benson now rides in the second spot after having the lead for five to six laps. Let's check in with the Johnny Benson camp. Jason Toy, what do they say? Well, John Wolf is the crew chief up here for Johnny Benson. We'll find out what he's thinking about the car. And you guys are having a great run, John. What's he saying about the car? Oh, we're just a little tight right now. Um, but Johnny's doing a great job. We're going to free him up just a little bit the next stop. All right, John Wolf, the crew chief for Johnny Benson and his Dodge, who have found their way up towards the front here this afternoon. Also, another guy you've been talking about in Clint Boyer, his teammate, Ron Hornaday, has been having a great job today. They're saying they're very pleased with the race car. They're going to make a slight adjustment on their next pit stop when they come down pit road. Preston Road, what are they saying about Clint Boyer? Well, I'm with Rick Byers, the crew chief for Clint Boyer. And, Rick, you got a great drive going on out there. How much coaching are you giving Clint? Well, right now he's got his hands full, but the Reese Chevrolet is working a lot better right now. I started out a little bit free early on, but uh, Mike Dillon's spotting for him today, and he's doing an excellent job. Really motivating me, and they're learning a lot right now, but uh, it's incredible how he's drove through the field like a professional today. The, ty- the Goodyear tires that they've brought here with the new compound seem to be, when they go, they go in a hurry. Any comments from uh, Clint on how the tires are late in a run? No, right now he just complained of a car being loose on a quick run, but on that long run, we seem to be closing in on them every time, and uh, Right now, we're just uh, trying to make some more laps, get to the halfway point, and uh, make some more good pit stops by this pit crew here. All right, that is Rick Byers, the crew chief for Clint Boyer, now moved into second place, earned this ride with Richard Childress Racing in the number 21. 
by a Midwest champion of the NASCAR Weekly Racing Series. Clint Boyer now in second. And Clint Boyer on the charge. He is right on the back deck lid of Kyle Busch's machine. They're first and second through the trioval, getting close perhaps to time to pit for tires. No one wants to stop under green, Jeff Striegel, but uh, we put another 55 laps on the board here. And you're starting to see, Rick, these cars washing up the racetrack on both ends. And uh, certainly for at least right now, I guess focus on the lead. Clint Boyer wants it as they head to three. Textbook move on Johnny Benson. A few laps to go to the inside. Now he's got the inside line on Kyle Busch, who tries to slam the door shut. He can't keep it down. Oh, here goes Boyer for the lead. Clint Boyer gets the good run off of turn four. Draws up alongside Kyle Busch, and he will lead lap number 112. He beat Bush to the stripe and now will try to close the deal into turn one. And he's going to close the deal. Kyle Bush though slams the door right there on Robbie Gordon. Robbie wanted to take the second spot. Bush has nothing of it. Nose to tail. Top three. Top three are there as Johnny Benson is beginning to fade just a little bit. Robbie Gordon got around him and now it looks like Benson may be off the pace just a little bit going into turn number three and four as Robbie Gordon tries to close on Kyle Bush for second. Robbie Gordon trying to move up and get into contention here. Certainly looks like he's got a race car that will do the job. Benson, I'm sure, as we hit halfway, would like to see a pit stop shortly. Clint Boyer continues to lead on lap 115 at Nashville Super Speedway, navigating lap traffic. Second belongs to Kyle Busch. Third is Robbie Gordon. From the Nashville Super Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Welcome back at Nashville Super Speedway, past the halfway point of the Pepsi 300. Clint Boyer taking advantage of a very fast race car. He's established uh, about a seven-tenths of a second lead now over Kyle Busch. Robbie Gordon, Ron Hornaday all the way up to fourth. Johnny Benson trying to hang on in fifth spot. We have completed 118 laps. Time now for a mid-race update brought to you by MBNA. We have had nine lead changes among six drivers. Bobby Hamilton Jr. led from the drop of the green flag. Then it was Casey Kane's turn at the top spot on lap number 56. Then Hamilton Jr. and Casey Kane exchanged the lead back and forth twice all the way up to lap number 88. And it was Robbie Gordon's turn in the top spot at lap number 89. But he relinquished to Johnny Benson on lap number 97. Kyle Busch took the lead on 105, held it for six laps until Clint Boyer took over the lead on lap number 112. We have been slowed by caution twice, first on lap number 58 for a two-car collision up at turns three and four between Aaron Fike and Mike Wallace. Both drivers are okay. And then again on lap number 82, David Stremme had the solo spin up in turn two. And here's how they're running right now on lap number 119. Clint Boyer is your leader with Kyle Busch second, Robbie Gordon third, Ron Hornaday in fourth, Johnny Benson in fifth, Mike Bliss in sixth, seventh is Johnny Sauter, Casey Kane in eighth, Michael Waltrip in ninth, and Tim Fedua in the top ten. Casey Atwood's running 11th right now ahead of Jason Leffler. Kenny Wallace has climbed to 13th with Ashton Lewis in 14th. Stacey Compton's backpedaled to 15th. Tony Raines solidly 16th. David Green's picked up a couple of spots now. He's back to 17th. Paul Menard, 18th. Robert Presley and J.J. Yaley, the top 20. Bobby Hamilton, Jr., now in the 21st spot. 22nd, Travis Geisler. Regan Smith in 23rd. 24th, Jason Keller. 25th, excuse me, Jason Keller. Martin Truex, Jr., in 26th. Mike Garvey, 27th. David Rudiman, 28th. David Stremme, 29th. And Caleb Holman in 30th. Randy McDonald sits 31st ahead of David Starr. Jay Sauter, Gus Wasson, and Andy Ponstein, the top 35. Jeff Fuller, Derek Cope, Mike Wallace, Aaron Fike, and Greg Biffle are next. Stanton Barrett, Brad Teague, and David Keith. The last, uh, well, from 33rd back, all those cars are shown behind the wall. Let's go to Pit Road. 
And it was an earlier pit stop than planned for Jason Keller. A right front flat tire on the PPC Racing Ford. Jason Keller had to pit. Now he's hoping this thing will stay green so he can get recycled back around into the sequence with everybody else. Jason Keller, sixth in points entering today's race. And an early pit stop for here, him down on this end of pit road. This mid-race update is brought to you by MBNA. Apply for an official NASCAR credit card issued by MBNA with a photo of one or more of more than 80 drivers. Log on to mbna.com or when you attend a NASCAR Nextel Cup, Bush, or Craftsman Truck event. Be sure to visit one of the familiar green MBNA booths and receive a free gift just for applying. We've been watching the battle for second the last several laps between Kyle Bush and Robbie Gordon. Robbie Gordon, buddy, along a couple of times has been able to put a fender up on Kyle Bush, hasn't been able to close the deal. Now Bush got a couple of car lengths on Robbie. Yeah, it's about two car lengths right now, Rick, as they enter through turn number three and four. Right now they're clear of some lap traffic, but Gordon indeed has really been put some heavy pressure on the Bush machine. Here they come through the tri-oval. It is Kyle Busch just in front of Robbie Gordon. Again, this is the fight for second, and Gordon doesn't appear to make any impression into turn one. And Robbie Gordon just trying to get close enough to take the air off the back of that Chevrolet and possibly move him up the racetrack. For now, though, they'll go nose to tail. And Clint Boyer has joined himself a good, healthy lead as he now begins to work some of the back markers of the field in a return number three. We'll see how that may come into play as Bush and Gordon also close on the back markers as well. Probably getting to the tail end of a run on tires here as Clint Boyer continues to lead. John Johnny Benson dropping back through the field in his Dodge. We'll be back. Back at Nashville Super Speedway, 129 laps are complete. Clint Boyer continues to lead the show here at the Nashville Super Speedway. One driver on the move, Ron Hornaday, started deep in the field today. He is headed toward the front. Let's get a sweep through the pits brought to you by Craftsman, the official tools of NASCAR. First to Jason Torr. Butch Hilton's the crew chief for Ron Hornaday. And Butch, you guys are riding around on rails. What's Ron saying about the car? Uh, we're pretty good right now. We just need a little track position. Could be a little bit freer coming up on a pit stop about four or five laps away here. All right, that's Butch Hilton, the crew chief. As this gets ready to roll on pit road with Ron Hornaday, who's up in the top five. Let's go down to Preston Root. A couple of guys down here uh, complaining of the same kind of a problem, and it has to do with the concrete surface here at the track. What they've done is they've set the cars up for a little bit cooler day than I think we're having. We heard Robbie Gordon talk earlier about a slight overheating problem that's remedied itself by them taking tape off of the grill. But David Strimmy, a very unlucky day. Um, three different times he's had to come in to make handling adjustments on that machine. And also Casey Kane, an on-again, off-again vibration on Casey Kane's machine has him thinking about a pit stop in the next few laps, but it's very touchy down here when you come in, especially during green, as we found out with Bobby Hamilton early, he made a stop with a right front vibration as well. Steve Post. Yeah, down on this end of pit road, we reported on lap 119 that Jason Keller came in with a flat right front tire. It was not a flat tire. Some rubber had built up on it. It felt like a flat tire, and that's what uh, Jason had reported to his crew. But the rubber had built up on the tire, and that's been a problem throughout today here at the Speedway. It's, it's also made the groove very, very narrow for the drivers. Other drivers down on this end of pit road, a lot of drivers just hanging on. Stacy Compton, he just hanging on with a very, very tight race car. And two drivers on this end of pit road, Tony Raines and Kenny Wallace, remain on the uh, lead lap. They pitted and just did a chassis adjustments on lap 85, so they have a little bit more time on their cars, a few more laps, maybe they can go a little bit further should this thing continue under green flag conditions. Johnny Benson just made a quick stop. Was that unexpected, Preston Root? Johnny Benson came in. We checked in with the crew. Unexpected insofar as they wanted to make adjustments a little bit earlier, but no, a planned stop for Johnny Benson just slightly early. 
All right, so now we work lap number 134 with Clint Boyer still in the lead. Ron Hornaday closing in that second spot. Kyle Busch in third, Robbie Gordon in fourth, and Casey Kane still riding around in that top five. Now Hornaday clearly the driver on fire here as we see more green flag pit stops. Mike Bliss has made his way to the top ten, but he comes to pit road. Paul Menard brings Andy Petrie's car to pit road. A couple of other cars. Here comes David Green down pit road. So some of these teams deciding the time is right, Jason Toy. Yeah, Mike Bliss making his way in, and NASCAR officials telling the crew chiefs, you're allowed one more man over the wall to be able to pull off the screen off the windshield. Coming down the pit lane, right side tires already on for Mike Bliss. They pull out the fenders a little bit directly behind him. Paul Menard is in. They all do four tires and fuel on this end of pit road. Pit stops in front of Preston Root. David Green comes in. They've already changed the right-hand side tires. And if you look at David Green's Wolf Chevrolet, you see on the right side, he's down and away in a 15.97 stop for four tires. Casey Atwood gets ready to come in as well. But one of the things that's remarkable down here is the buildup on these Goodyear racing tires is so much that the molten rubber just dripping onto pit road. Casey Atwood now in the Navy Chevrolet. He has a left front tire on there that is going down. They'll change four tires on Casey Atwood's car. Also, Robbie Gordon coming in. He'll do four. Four tires and fuel as well. Kyle Busch also headed to Jason Toy's neck of the woods. Four tires and fuel is the name of the day game this time right here for Kyle Busch. They have not had any complaints about the race car. They put on four fresh Goodyear Eagles. They top up Sununco fuel. It's Kyle Busch having a great run here this afternoon. Also, Martin Truex Jr. is back in again. Four tires and fuel for him. Directly behind Kyle Busch. It is Johnny Sauter who's been running up in the top ten. Four tires and fuel for his Pontiac. Clint Boyer stays out on the racetrack with the lead. David Green will have to see. They may assess a penalty to David Green. He took the fuel can down to the end of Pit Road, managed to shake it loose from the race car right at the line that separates Pit Road from the access road to the speedway. Green still under Green out on the racetrack for and, now. And I imagine there will also be a penalty for Ashton Lewis Jr. He is going to serve it right now. When he came in on his last pit stop, he obliterated the commitment cones at the entrance of Pit Road, and now he comes back to serve his penalty for blowing those cones away. They're still blocking almost the pit entrance right there. They're on their side. Again, Ashton Lewis Jr. couldn't get it woed down and hit the cones. Again, another driver trying to have it slow down is Tim Fidoa as he gets a little bit loose coming off of turn four. He finally gets a stop to hit his pit box. So as he stops in front of Steve Post, they're going to go to work on the right side of that car. Uh, Tim Fidoa did slide in and Stacy Compton just missed pit road, slowed way down, missed pit road, and he's continuing back around the one and a third mile speedway. But Tim Fidoa, he slid out across the grass just a little bit. He was able to get the Fitz Bradshaw team into the uh, into his uh, pit stall area. Four tires and fuel, and now Tim Fidoa's back away. This team's been running in the top ten all afternoon long, having a really good day, but it almost went up in smoke as he entered the pit road that last time by. 70 or more laps on tires, Jason Toy. The second place cars in front of you. Yeah, Ron Hornaday coming in, hung out there as long as he could. Four tires and fuel. We heard from Butch Hilton. They were just going to make a slight air pressure adjustment. They get the two pumps to the jack on the left side. The second tank of fuel is going in. It is complete. Little trouble left front, but Ron Hornaday pulls away in 18.3 seconds. David Ruderman makes a stop in front of Steve Post. Stacey Compton in here on this end of pit road, and because of running through the grass there, he has a left front flat tire on the Kingsford Ford and a lot of damage on the left front of that car for Stacey Compton. Also, as you did say, David Ruderman, he came in four tires, two cans of fuel, and they're both back on the way out onto the speedway. We've had a long green flag run. It's been nearly 60 laps for these teams. Now, Clint Boyer obviously stopped for tires very late in the uh, last opportunity, the last cycle of stops. He's very quick, continues to lead. 
Casey Kane now second, but Boyer's lead nearly nine seconds. Oh, triple in turn four. Bobby Hamilton Jr. into the outside retaining wall. Not too hard of a shot, but then he skidded on the outside retaining wall and down and turned uh, off of turn four and down the front straightaway, but just be some uh, heavy right front damage. So we are under caution for the third time in the afternoon. It comes out because Bobby Hamilton Jr. has slapped the wall lightly, but still enough to cause some body damage to the right side of his machine. He's able to drive away. It comes out on lap number 142 with Clint Boyer in the lead, Casey Kane in second, Michael Waltrip third, Kyle Busch fourth, and Ron Hornaday now in the fifth spot. We have completed 142 laps under caution for the third time in today's Pepsi 300. Back at Nashville Super Speedway and MRN's live coverage of the Pepsi 300. I'm Dan Hubbard alongside Rick Benjamin. We've got Jason Toy, Preston Root, and Steve Post pounding the pits for us this afternoon and keeping a watchful eye on the action out on the track is Jeff Striegel and Buddy Long. We have completed 144 laps. We're currently under caution for the third time in the afternoon due to a slap of the wall by Bobby Hamilton Jr., who now brings his car slowly down pit road in front of Preston Root. Bobby Hamilton's already come in once with a right front uh, adjustment that they needed to make on the tires there. They've done that. And then noted on the front of Bobby Hamilton's car as the hood goes up on the Team Marines ride that the radiator covering in front of the car absolutely clogged with rubber. So a lot of these guys may experience a little bit of overheating problem. We've seen it earlier in the race. It may continue as we wind our way down. Uh, with the hood up on Bobby Hamilton's car, they're going to work there. Not quite sure what the problem is. Also wanted to update you on Michael Waltrip. He came in and changed four tires and took on fuel, and Clint Boyer made a leisurely pit stop. That caution fell right into his lap. Clint Boyer made his stop. No changes on the 21 car. Said it's feeling great. Four tires and fuel for Clint Boyer as well. As Bobby Hamilton's still sits on pit road. We'll follow up with that in a moment. A couple of guys who really needed a pit stop, especially Johnny Benson, Jason Toy. He's back on pit road, as is Kyle Busch. Yeah, Johnny Benson coming back in, making a few more adjustments, but a great 15.7 second pit stop for Kyle Busch. Four tires and fuel. He was a lucky recipient. He got the pass around. He will be back on the lead lap, so they took full advantage of it to make the car perfect for Kyle Busch. Not much changes for him this afternoon. Also in Paul Menard, four tires and fuel. Also Mike Bliss is in on this end of pit road. More pit stops in front of Steve Post. Yeah, many of the cars that had made pit stops under green flag conditions the last few laps, they came back down pit road and made some adjustments and had a little bit better pace to do it at a little bit leisurely time. The one car that suffered a lot of damage when he slid through the grass, missing pit road, Stacy Compton, the Kingsford Ford, brought that car down. The crew went to work on the left front of it to make sure there was no rubbing of the wheel of the fender onto the tire as he went around the racetrack. Jason Keller also stopped down here and changed tires again as uh, they keep struggling with a handle on that machine. And Jason has been one. He's been on the radio. He's been very, very, uh, uh, he's just had that situation where tire has, rubber has built up on the tires a couple of times for him, and uh, he's been fighting that battle all day long. Car's pretty good when the, when the rubber doesn't build up on it, but uh, he's had that problem, and right now we see the jet dryers out on the track. Maybe uh, that'll be able to help Jason Keller and the rest of these drivers. When Bobby Hamilton Jr. hit the wall out at turn four, there were a lot of cars on pit road, and that is made now for a very interesting leaderboard. Well, it certainly has shuffled things up at the top of the stack. Only three cars shown on the lead lap right now. This couldn't be breaking better for Clint Boyer, for Michael Waltrip, and for Casey Kane. But, Dan, your thought is that Kane may be close to running out of the specified number of tires. Well, according to my notes, Casey Kane has used up his three sets of tires, which the Bush Series allows you under caution. You can change as many tires as you want under green, but under caution, you're only allowed three sets. Casey Kane has gone through those three sets, and if it gets down to lap number 180, 190, we've got a full 
uh, race of 225 laps, Kane's not going to have a new set if we're under caution late in the race. Well, we just completed a very long green flag run. Several teams decided to stop under green. Others took advantage of the caution, like Clint Boyer. But as we get set to restart here, they are using the jet blowers to clean the uh, trioval here on the front part of the racetrack. Boyer, Waltrip, and Kane a lap ahead of Ron Hornaday, Robbie Gordon, and Johnny Sauter. Kyle Busch has to come from seventh a lap down. Johnny Benson, J.J. Yaley has risen to ninth, and his teammate Mike Bliss rounding out the first ten. Back to pit road. Well, you just mentioned J.J. Yelly, and J.J., although a lap down in eighth, seventh position, he reports the car is very good. The changes that they put on there, Rick, four tires, fuel, and just a little bit of an air pressure adjustment. And while we were uh, just watching here, Bobby Hamilton Jr. has made a second stop, and from that contact on the wall, they got four new Goodyear tires on there, but from the contact on the wall, what they've done is they've adjusted the toe-in, the angle of those tires by raising the hood. So no engine problem for Bobby Hamilton Jr., just making sure all the adjustments with the tires are correct. While we're under caution, we'll take this opportunity to remind you that NASCAR star Kyle Petty is at it again, gearing up his victory motorcycle to celebrate the Chick-fil-A Kyle Petty charity ride across America. The 10th anniversary trek will kick off on May 1st in California and once again travel cross-country to raise money for the Victory Junction Gang Camp for Kids. Help make this year's ride possible. You can with support from corporate partners including Chick-fil-A, Georgia Pacific, Coca-Cola, Victory Motorcycles, and Dodge. To learn more about the Chick-fil-A Kyle Petty Charity Ride or to make a donation, visit Chick-fil-A Kyle Petty Charity Ride.com or call 1-888-45-PETTY. Safety car still on the racetrack. It'll be at least another lap or two before we go green here at Nashville Super. Back at the Nashville Super Speedway, about to put 150 laps on the board, still cleaning off the surface. It's a, a cloudy day here, fairly cool. We've had several cautions lately, and rubber buildup on the track seems to be an issue, Dan Hubbard. They're trying to keep things clean for these drivers for the final stages of the race, so coming up on about 80 laps to go. You know, I was speaking with a couple of drivers this morning about the characteristics of concrete as of what we've got here at Nashville Super Speedway and how the weather changes. It's supposed to be that concrete remains more consistent than asphalt, uh, throughout weather changes. We all know that a track can get loose in the heat, tight in the cool weather. I was talking with Jay Sauter this morning, and he had talked with several other drivers. When the weather got cool last night during happy hour, and of course it's been cool all day today, the track actually got looser. And a lot of guys were saying, man, all of a sudden loose. They were making adjustments this morning just to tighten up the car. Well, you've got that factor, plus the fact that, uh, you know, the tires are good seemingly for 50 or 55 laps. If you push up the racetrack here, it's pretty abrasive on this concrete. And there's a lot, I'm assuming, from what we're seeing of marbles at the top of the racetrack. So you're seeing guys get up near the wall and really have to fight to keep the car off the wall. Next week, Motor Racing Network's live coverage of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series continues from Martinsville Speedway. Coverage of Bud Pole qualifying for the NASCAR uh, Nextel Cup Series Friday afternoon. Our first update starts at 3.10 Eastern Time. The NASCAR Craftsman Trucks run the Kroger 250. will be on the air Saturday from Martinsville at 12.30 Eastern. And then Sunday, coverage of the Advanced Auto Parts 500 for the Nextel Cup stars, 12.15 Eastern Time on these motor racing network stations. And if you plan to join us at the track, find great travel packages to many NASCAR events, including race tickets and hotels. Call 1-800-PIT-SHOP. That's 1-800-748-7467. Or visit online, www.1800pitshop.com. So when they go back to green flag racing, here's how they'll be set with Clint Boyer in the lead, Casey Kane in second, Kyle Busch in third, Michael Waltrip will be in the fourth spot and is being shown as the last car on the lead lap. 
Ron Hornaday will be fifth, Robbie Gordon sixth, Johnny Sauter seventh, Johnny Benson eighth, Mike Bliss ninth, and J.J. Yaley in the tenth position. Now, as I say that, some competitors are making pit stops. Casey Kane, in particular, let's go down to Preston Root. Casey Kane just to tear off off the windshield, Dan, and also to top off on fuel, as well as J.J. Yaley came in. And while we were away, also Bobby Hamilton Jr. still trying to correct problems there. But the thinking with Casey Kane is, as you pointed out, Dan, he's out of tires for this event. Uh, this caution has played into his hands. He's been able to save the tires as he rolls off a of pit road and back onto the racing surface. His caution has played into his hands. It might be able to save him, but fuel is now the question. These guys, most of them can go the rest of the way in this race on fuel, so Casey Kane is certainly good to go to the end. Good to go on fuel, but he's going to have to walk the tightrope when it comes to tires. Well, that's it, and as we've said several times today, it appears that the tires hold up well for 50 to 55 laps. After that, you start to lose some grip, and uh, whether Kane will be able to conserve tires, save his race car, and be in position to challenge at the end, we'll have to wait and see. Right now, we're, what, uh, 74 laps from the checkered flag today here at National Super Speedway. Clint Boyer doing exactly what he's expected to do by Richard Childress Racing. Didn't have a very good uh, Texas, crashed on lap number two, collected, I believe, Tony Raines and Jason Schuler on that particular incident, uh, and also qualified seventh at Vegas, didn't finish very well there either. But now he's having a solid performance at Nashville Super Speedway, has had the lead since lap number 112, gave it up briefly while he went into the pits, but got it back on lap number 144. And uh, who would have expected that, the way this race unfolded? It looked like uh, Bobby Hamilton Jr. and Casey Kane were going to be the big guns. But now Clint Boyer finds himself in the lead. And how about Michael Waltrip? He's got to be smiling in, the, in that Aaron's uh, lease yeah. machine because he really wasn't a factor all afternoon. Now he finds himself on the lead lap and in third spot. Well, Michael qualified 22nd in the Aaron's Chevrolet, and I've been watching him. We hadn't spoken much about him today, but I watched him slowly take his time and make his way toward the front. He got into the top 10 around lap 90 and has slowly been picking his way up through there. He'll restart in third spot. It'll be an interesting situation. Lights are out on the safety car, and Clint Boyer, who's the race leader, is fourth in line on the outside, where usually the lead lap cars sit. Fourth in the series. He's got uh, cars that are on the lead lap just in front of him. He's also got lap cars to the left of him, the inside. So Clint Boyer will have to work a little bit, trying to uh, get that clean air that everybody covets so much here at the uh, Super Speedways. Mile and a third here at Nashville Super Speedway, an all-concrete surface. Good crowd here this afternoon. Over 30,000 over capacity here at Nashville Super Speedway. We are back under green flag racing. Clint Boyer has the lead, but Michael Waltrip is right on his rear bumper as they race back to turn one. And Clint Boyer looks out the front windshield and sees about a half a dozen or more race cars lined up right in front of him and right behind him, the Aaron's Green Machine of Michael Waltrip. Some of those cars lap, some of drivers staying on the tail end of the lead lap trying to stay and hope to get a caution. Meanwhile, up front, Robbie Gordon gets to the back end of Ron Hornaday, spins in front of the entire field. Gordon goes by. And Michael Waltrip may have clipped him. I believe he did on that left front. Everybody was able to get by. And the yellow waves once again on lap 153. After that incident up in turn three, let's get back to Buddy Long. Well, two drivers wrecked that wanted to stay on the tail end of that lead lap and hoping for the caution, but unfortunately the caution is going to be for them. Ron Hornaday was out in front. It was Robbie Gordon right behind him. He made contact on that rear decklet as they entered into turn number three, and Hornaday was in front of the entire field. Hats off to Ashton Lewis. He did a great job of avoiding contact, but one of the few lead lap cars, Michael Waltrip with a plume of smoke just in front of him, just did clip that Ron Hornaday machine on that left front, so there is going to be some damage on the Aaron Stream machine. 
As we watch Robbie Gordon come slowly through the trioval with the yellow waving, Johnny Sauter right behind him. Johnny was up front early in the day, backpedaled to about 20th spot. He's come back up through the field. He's being shown sixth right behind Robbie Gordon, who was scored in fifth spot. So we're back under caution, and this uh, throws the pit stop strategy and the calculation of the fuel window right out the window for many of these lead uh, lap or one lap down cars. Michael Waltrip with some damage to the Aaron Chevrolet. As you called it, Buddy Long, he did indeed make contact as they went down into the corner. Indeed they did, and uh, I, I'm not sure whether he's going to be coming down pit road or not, and maybe Michael's uh, going back and forth on that car just to see whether there's any damage, whether the tire is still up or any problems whatsoever. There may be a rub on that fender with the tire, maybe not. Mike, you might stay out there. And the number five car, Kyle Busch, has been penalized for not starting at the tail end of the longest line before that green flag restarts. So Kyle Busch now will be assessed a penalty. That is a tough break for the youngster. We are under caution for the fourth time on the afternoon. Clint Boyer is still our leader with Michael Waltrip second, Casey Kane in third. Still under caution here in today's running of the Pepsi 300 at Nashville Super Speedway. Glad you could join us on MRN's coverage. We are working lap number 157. And, Rick, you and I were just discussing how tough a break this was for Ron Hornaday, who had a top four, a top three going, really. And then he got punted in the rear by Robbie Gordon. We understand there is some body damage on the AC Delco Chevrolet. What are the details, Jason Toy? Well, they've got to pull the fenders back out, but they're coming back in a second time here under this caution because the toe-in is out on the car for Ron Hornaday. They've got the string out. They've got the wrenches out. So when Ron Hornaday hits the pit lane, they're going to try to make the car a little bit better for him to complete this race here this afternoon. And the other car involved in that incident, Preston Root, made a stop in front of you. Indeed, Michael Waltrip came in. They were uh, making really repairs. The main part, Rick, was the part to the left front above the tire, so they've made the repairs there so it doesn't rub. Bobby Hamilton Jr. has been on pit road an awful long time, still trying to get that car back on the track. But I want to talk real quickly with Jamie Jones, the crew chief for Casey Kane. Uh, He's putting together a great run out there. Are you guys concerned at all about the tires? Uh, Tires are a little bit, but Goodyear brought a good tire. and Our our chassis is pretty balanced today, and... The great Cliff Dodge is running good, and Casey's doing an excellent job, and the pit crew guys are doing good, too. I've seen you guys come in at a couple of pit stops. You've been uh, right around the 15-second mark. A lot of practice goes into that, but also some close calls in the pits. 10-4, we practice every three times a week, so everything goes good for us every week. These guys have put a lot of practice in. As Jamie Jones points out, he's the crew chief for Casey Kane. I had one of their stops unofficially timed at a 14.9 second. It's mighty quick for the NASCAR Bush Series. Chief starter for the Bush Series, Kevin Moss, gives the field the one-to-go signal. We'll be going back to green flag racing on lap number 159. Here's how it'll string out with Clint Boyer in the lead. Casey Kane now in second. Kyle Busch in third. Johnny Sauter fourth. Fifth will be Robbie Gordon. Johnny Benson in sixth. Seventh, and it's showing now that Johnny Benson will be the last car on the lead lap. So we'll have six cars on the lead lap. Michael Waltrip will restart seventh. He's just been back on pit road one more time. And it's a shame for Michael. I think he had a car capable of winning today. Mike Bliss, J.J. Yaley with a great run. The USAC champion up to ninth. And Jason Leffler, a former USAC champion in tenth. Ron Hornaday was booted down to the 11th spot due to the contact with Robbie Gordon. 12th is Jason Keller. Tim Fedewa in 13th. 14th, Kenny Wallace. Casey Atwood in 15th. 16th, David Green. Robert Presley in 17th. 18th, Tony Raines. Paul Menard 19th. And 20th, Regan Smith. 21st is Stacey Compton. Hermie Sadler 22nd. Ashton Lewis, Martin Truex, and Travis Geisler in the top 25. David Stremme, Mike Garvey, David Ruderman, Caleb Holman, and Bobby Hamilton Jr. the rest of the first 30. 
So the fourth caution comes to an end as the green flag waves. It'll be Clint Boyer taking the field to turn one. Casey Kane is right there. So too is Kyle Busch. They've got to clear the lap traffic. And that's Jason Keller down on the inside, and he is going to get by, swinging to the inside of your race leader, Clint Boyer. Tim Fito trying to do the same. Casey Kane on the charge from second. Clint Boyer right now with the lap car between himself and the next driver in line. That's going to be the Casey Kane machine. Then Kyle Busch right on his rear deck, led at third. It'll be Johnny Sauter running in fourth and Robbie Gordon. Lap traffic on the outside. Jason Keller restarted in 12th spot, picked up a lap on Boyer. He needs a quick caution to come back around and get back into contention here as we are 65 laps from the finish. Your leader is Boyer. And he's in turn number one, and he's got a car in between himself and Casey Kane. That's Tim Fito a little bit further back from Kyle Busch. Then Robbie Gordon trying to clear, clear lap traffic as well. Boyer right now holding on to the lead. Keller again in front of him physically, and still that lap machine, as we mentioned, in between himself and Casey Kane. Busch beginning to apply the pressure, and Johnny Sutter also Casey Kane in second really doesn't have a clear shot at the leader Clint Boyer because Tim Fito with a lap machine is between them. Kyle Busch rides in the third spot. He's feeling a little bit of heat from Johnny Sauter now. That's the fight for third. And they are stringing him out single file back in turn number one. And I'll tell you what, the leader not as strong as he was before the caution and Casey Kane is closing him down. Kane now first has to go on the inside of the lap car of Tim Fito. Well, down the back straightaway, he'll draw even and now get around him as he enters in turn number three. About two car lengths back of your leader, Clint Boyer. Ron Hornaday was involved in that last caution incident. Back to pit road one more time. It's Boyer ahead of Kane by three car lengths. The question for Casey Kane, if he's got this last set of tires and it has to last him another 65 laps, should he be pressing this hard, Jeff Striegel? Well, you know, it's hard to say. Right now he's got no lap traffic to deal with. He can afford to be just a little bit of patience. He's got the leader dead in his sights. Meanwhile, behind him, Kyle Busch around Fiedewood. Robbie Gordon joins him likewise, as does Johnny Sauter. Those three trying to get to the inside and catch up with the lead duo. Casey Kane has cleared Tim Fiedewood. Kyle Busch has also done so. Now to the inside of Tim Fito with a lap machine. It's Johnny Sauter. He's trying to get around. In fact, he's getting a little help from Robbie Gordon. Gordon pushes Sauter across the stripe. They're going at it for the fourth spot. And almost three wide as Robbie Gordon way down on the apron. Gets by Johnny Sauter, and now he'll set his sights on Kyle Busch. Last series of green flag racing. Gordon was fighting to stay on the lead lap. Now he's fighting for a top five run and trying to get to the front as he closes in on Kyle Busch. It turned three and four. Two-car length separation as he exits the Robbie Gordon's had a quick race car for much of the day. He's put the car in some very aggressive situations. He says, hey, I've still got a shot to win this thing. He's three car lengths behind Kyle Busch as they battle for third spot. And closing down to two car lengths now comes Robbie Gordon to the back end of Kyle Busch. Meanwhile, up front, Casey Kane still about four car lengths back from the race leader. Jason Keller still up in front of those drivers with a very strong car, albeit not right now on the lead lap with those drivers. Boyer by about three car lengths over Casey Kane. Then it'll be Bush, followed by Robbie Gordon. Clint Boyer had a lead of four-tenths of a second over Casey Kane on the last lap. Kane now chops that down to three-tenths of a second and continues his pursuit of Boyer. And he's about uh, about three car lengths back is Casey Kane. They're in the middle of turn number one, now off of the exit of turn number two. Clint Boyer out front. Meanwhile, Robbie Gordon putting the pressure on Kyle Busch down the back stretch. Takes a slight peek to the inside, but will stay in line as they come back into turn three and four. Out front, it's a car length advantage for Boyer over Casey Kane. Casey Kane tracking him down out of turn four. Less than 60 to go here at Nashville Super Speedway. Jason Keller Main's first car in the pack, but he's unable to get the caution break he needs. Meantime, Kane all over Boyer in one. Going to try to take a little air off the rear deck lid of the Reese Chevrolet. Casey Kane, close as he's been in the last several laps. This time, really breathing down the neck. 
Now Clint Boyer down the back straightaway again, trying to take that peak, but not quite close enough to make a move on the inside. He'll remain about a car length back as Robbie Gordon keeps the pressure on Kyle Busch for third. Earlier in the race, Casey Kane fought for the lead against Bobby Hamilton Jr. Now he's dicing with Clint Boyer as they cross the stripe. Nose to tail, Kane trying to close the gap to the leader. And it's about two car lengths, a little bit further back. Robbie Gordon realizes that the leaders are starting to slip away, trying to get a fender up alongside Kyle Busch for third. And little by little, the top two drivers are closing in on Jason Keller. But again, going back to that third place battle, Robbie Gordon keeping that car wound up right on the rear deck lid. A Kyle Busch in three and four. Mike Bliss is the next car line. He, though, has gone a lap down through the trioval for the lead. Casey Kane to the bottom of Clint Boyer. They are side-by-side, Kane with the advantage. And Boyer not trying to give him any extra room, but Casey Kane doesn't need any more. New race leader, Casey Kane in two, Clint Boyer running second. Kyle Busch and Robbie Gordon do battle for third. That's the battle to talk about for the moment. Again, Gordon with a good run coming down the back straightaway, but just can't get enough as Busch has got plenty of horses down the straightaway. It remains a half a car length advantage in three. Now there is lap traffic up ahead in the form of Jason Keller just in front of Casey Kane. We'll see if that might prove to be an advantage for Clint Boyer as he continues to chase the leader, Kane. Battle for third is still a good one. It's Robbie Gordon chasing down Kyle Busch. Advantage car length for Kyle Busch over Robbie Gordon, but Robbie's so strong on entrance and turn number one will roll up right behind the Chevrolet. And they'll stay nose to tail down the back straightaway for the time being. Robbie Gordon trying to just hold on to Kyle Busch as he has those horses kicking down the front straightaway, making the back stretch as they head back into three and four. He closes right back up. Robbie Gordon just inches off the deck lid of Kyle Busch's machine. The Busch car pushes up off the fourth turn. He's unable to uh, get anything going, though. Gordon has to stay tucked in behind. Let's go to Pit Road. Ron Hornaday has pulled the car back behind the wall and Ron, what put you back here, Robbie? Obviously, the wreck happened, but what was the result of the wreck that put you back here? Huh. Uh, I just, I spun out, and you get up, and I'm more I try to keep the car down on the bottom, and uh, when I had the wheels turned, Michael and I tagged wheels. I was nose-to-nose with him, and we just bent the uh, drag link real bad in the car. All right, obviously, very disappointed. Ron Hornaday still back here trying to replace the front-end suspension on his Chevrolet. Lead change at the stripe. Clint Boyer to the inside of Casey Kane. Kane balked by the lap car of Jason Keller. Give Boyer the point. And what a strong move. Patience is paying off. Jason Keller sliding up the racetrack. Kane gets by. Robbie Gordon almost gets into the back of Keller. Yeah, Gordon holds on, though, and holds on to the number four position as the front four drivers now are right together with each other coming through three and four. I think uh, Clint Boyer did take the lead because Casey Kane had to back out of the throttle due to Jason Keller. But if Kane wanted to force the issue, he could have. Very mature driver by Casey Kane. I think he thinks he's got enough car for Clint Boyer. Let's see as they go back into turn one. Both drivers showing a lot of patience. Still a lot of race left to go. Boyer out front of Kane by a half a car length. Two back to Kyle Busch and Robbie Gordon. And one thing Kane sees is a clear track ahead of him for the next few laps or so. And he's got about a two-car length deficit to make up on Clint Boyer. Meanwhile, Kyle Busch about three car lengths back of Casey Kane, followed by Robbie Gordon. Top cars nose to tail. Now it's Boyer out in front as we come up on 52 to go. I think if Kane is going to have a shot, he's probably been told or has realized he's got to save those tires. And therefore, it's to his advantage to let the 12 car, or the 21 car, I should say, the car of Clint Boyer, take the lead at this point. What was a two-car scramble for the lead now becomes a four-car fight. They make their way to turn three. Right now, Robbie Gordon still chasing it hot and heavy after Kyle Busch. They're back at third and fourth. Kane has dropped back just slightly, but still has a comfortable edge over the third and fourth place machines. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. 
Welcome back to MRN's live coverage of the Pepsi 300 coming to you from Nashville Super Speedway. I'm Dan Hubbard alongside Rick Benjamin. We have Jason Toy, Preston Root, and Steve Post working the pits for us this afternoon with Jeff Striegel and Buddy Long keeping an eye on the action out in the turns. We have completed 174 laps. Clint Boyer, the youngster, is currently our leader on lap number 174. Casey Kane is chasing him from the second spot. Kyle Busch rides in third with Robbie Gordon and Johnny Sauter rounding out our top five. Back at Nashville Super Speedway, where now 45 laps remain. Casey Kane riding in the second spot had a bit of coming together with a lap machine through turns three and four. Robbie Gordon trying to take advantage, trying to wrestle away, wrestle away the second spot. Robbie Gordon driving it in as deep as anybody in turn number one to the inside of Casey Kane, and Robbie Gordon now sets his sights on the race leader. Clint Boyer with a good lead as he works it down into turn number three and four, about 15 car lengths, maybe less than that. We'll see what Robbie Gordon's got now as he goes to second. Robbie Gordon's Fruit of the Loom Chevrolet showing why he's decided to see if he can make a run at the Bush Series title this year. His cell phone team, that car has come to life in the last 10 laps. He blew by Casey Kane. Now he's chopping into the lead built by Boyer. 1.2 seconds back, Jeff Striegel. And Robbie Gordon just so strong down in turns one and two, and he has really cut into the deficit of Clint Boyer. Clint Boyer's going to be tested likewise with the lap traffic and his better experience there as he has to come into turn number three and four. Travis Geisler, Gus Watson, and a few others in front, and Robbie Gordon continues to close. It looks like Casey Kane has regathered his rhythm and settled down in the third spot. We had talked earlier about Casey Kane. He has burned his three sets of tires under caution. If we were to go to caution between now and lap number 225, he wouldn't have any tires to go to. Our leader, Clint Boyer, what's the story there, Preston Root? Does he have a set left? Dan, just as you speak to me down here in the pits and garage area, they're adjusting the tire pressure on Clint Boyer's last set of Goodyear Racing Eagles. So they're ready for a caution if it comes out. They have a set of sticker tires left. So Clint Boyer is good. If there's a caution, he can change onto new tires. Then they talked about Casey Kane as well. He's out of tires, as you pointed out. So if there's a caution, he has nothing to change to, nothing to come in for. The race crafting that Rick Byers has done down here for Clint Boyer in this Richard Childress racing ride. It's just been remarkable today. Things are going their way now, but there's still, as Jeff Striegel points out, a lot of racing left, and if there's another caution, things could change dramatically. Well, Robbie Gordon could well be the beneficiary of any additional drama that we have here today. As they come off of turn four, Boyer holds the lead. Gordon up against the wall. He's going to dive bomb at the start-finish line and try to draw up on the back bumper of the Reese's Chevrolet. Robbie Gordon under braking, trying to close down on Clint Boyer all over the back of him. No car length separate the top two. Robbie Gordon looking inside for the race lead. Boyer worked the lap traffic pretty good, but the only problem was now as he comes out of it, Robbie Gordon is right in his mirror. He can't make a move on him this time in turn number three and four. A car length separates the top two off turn four. Robbie Gordon continues to chase down the leader, Clint Boyer. He's closest as he's been in the last three to four laps. Really closes in on the rear deck lid now of Clint Boyer. Nose to tail, crossing the stripe. 40 laps remain in the Pepsi 300. Fight for the lead into turn one. One young driver, one very cagey veteran, Robbie Gordon, trying to rattle the man up front. Robbie Gordon and Clint Boyer nose to tail for the lead. Gordon's car, exceptional through the turns. A lot of strength through there. Clint Boyer a little bit stronger on the straightaways, just slightly as he works the high side of the Mike Garvey machine. Both cars go topside as they exit off a four nose to tail. As the two lead cars come to the trial, will to put lap 186 on the board. Boyer, just his second career Bush Series start with the lead as the laps wind down. 
Robbie Gordon, three top tens on the season, has yet to visit victory lane in the NASCAR Busch Series. Glenn Boyer just trying to make no mistakes. And again, off of turn number two, no mistakes. Robbie Gordon, second. Working around the Derek Coat machine underneath of him down off of turn number two as he enter back into three and four. It's still about a car length separation between the top two drivers off of turn four. Robbie Gordon wasn't even going to come to Nashville. He said if they had a top five finish last week at Texas, then they would consider Nashville. He did finish in the top five. Now he buys for the top spot at Nashville Super Speedway. There's still nose to tail in the first corner. And Clint Boyer just enjoying right now what is about a one, one and a half car length advantage. But again, Robbie Gordon so good off of turn number two. He'll follow in the tire tracks. Closing on the corners, but then Boyer opens up the advantage down the straightaways to about two car lengths into turn number three and four. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it's everything in the world to Clint Boyer at this stage of the game. Boyer picked up some speed at the end of the backstretch and carried it nicely through three and four. He's opened up an additional couple of car lengths on Robbie Gordon now as we head close to 35 laps to go here at Nashville. And you know, we heard earlier on a, a tribute to Clint Boyer's spotter, and he has really done a remarkable job as Clint Boyer has done a great job negotiating the lap traffic here at Nashville. They'll close in on a slower car at the entrance of turn number three. Go to the outside. That's going to be the uh, Hermie Sandler machine. Boyer right up on the rear deck lid. Now they shoot to the inside with Gordon Robbie Gordon tucking it in very tight as that lap machine got in front of Clint Boyer. He's very, very close, but not close enough to pull off the pass. And you get the impression that Robbie Gordon is just testing the youngster, seeing if he can force him into a mistake here at Nashville Super Speedway. He's been looking inside, looking outside on Clint Boyer, but Clint just solid as a rock. And again, Robbie Gordon will have to settle as follows. And now some clear track one more time for Clint Boyer. He opens up a couple of car lengths again as he works it back into turn number three. Casey Kane in third spot. Kyle Busch a distance back and forth ahead of Johnny Sauter. Two leaders back to the trioval one more time. Clint Boyer with the lead over Robbie Gordon by three car lengths at Nashville. Welcome back to Nashville Super Speedway. MRN Radio's live coverage of the Pepsi 300. Seventh race of the season for the NASCAR Busch Series. With Dan Hubbard, I'm Rick Benjamin. We are 30 laps from the checkered flag. Clint Boyer has a two-tenths of a second lead over Robbie Gordon. This may turn on who has tires left and whether they decide to stop under green. Let's find out the strategies from Pitt Road. First, Preston Root. Check in with uh, Bob Temple, the crew chief for Robbie Gordon. You guys, tell me a little bit about how the tires work into the strategy this late in the race. Uh, tires aren't too bad. We'll, we'll probably be okay to the end here. Um, no problem on fuel either. All righty. That's Bob Temple, short and to the point. They can make it to the end on fuel. The car's handling good. Robbie Gordon just sizing up the leader, Clint Boyer. Jason Toy, Kyle Busch was vying for the lead in the early going. He's fallen back to third and just a bit off the pace. What's the uh, what's the thinking there? Let's check in with Lance McGrew, the crew chief for Kyle Busch, who sits on top of the war wagon. And Lance, you guys are contending there for a little bit and slipped back. What's going on with the car? Well, I'm actually, we're, we're so close on fuel mileage, I've, I've got him kind of just buying a little time. And it was such a long flag run there at the end to the checker that I was scared that we were going to run out of tires anyway. So I kind of got him on patience mode. We'll just kind of see how things work out. At what point do you tell him to go ahead and let it all hang out? I don't, after we cross the checker flag. <laughs> Lance, the crew chief for Kyle Busch telling us to kind of conserve that fuel a little bit but laugh it a little bit when it comes down to just letting it all hang out there at the end. Well, Kyle Busch sits third, but he's given up some ground. Now six and a half seconds behind the leader. But Jeff Striegel, Clint Boyer negotiating lap traffic looks pretty good at the moment. Yeah, he had a big moment right there working the outside of Regan Smith, and then he had to drop inside and go outside of Gus Wasson. That's allowed Robbie Gordon to once again close down. Right now, it's going to be about a two-car length advantage. Both drivers clear that lap traffic, and Gordon tries to close back in on your leader. 
I really thought earlier that Robbie Gordon had a little something left in his machine and he was saving it for the final laps. Now I don't think that's the case because Clint Boyer is weaving his way through the traffic a lot better than Robbie Gordon. In fact, Gordon got way loose coming off of turn four, so he may have an ill-handling car through turns one and two. Well, and Robbie Gordon had been right up on the back end of Clint Boyer, but in the last couple of laps, he has started to slowly lose touch with the race leader. He has indeed stretched it out. That gap now to about three car lengths as he heads back into turn number three and four, free and clear of some lap traffic for a couple laps. Well, Boyer's had the dominant car the last 60 or 70 laps here in Nashville. Of course, it was Bobby Hamilton who was strong early, then Casey Kane, then Kyle Busch. It's been Boyer since then. He's been strong all race long, very patient, and they've managed to bring the Reese Chevrolet to the front and hold it there. I'm not so sure, though, that Robbie Gordon doesn't have an opportunity here with 25 laps to go. As they head down into turn three, it is Boyer with the lead by about eight car lengths now. He is pulling away for the moment, at least, as they work lap traffic coming off the fourth corner. Clint Boyer clears some lap traffic, and that battle for the lead has settled down a little bit as he put about five to six car lengths between himself and Robbie Gordon. Well, what do Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff and Ward Burton, Greg Biffle, Bobby Labonte, and Kevin Harvick all have in common? Well, they all started their careers in the NASCAR Dodge Weekly Series. Across the nation, NASCAR's future stars are on display at your local NASCAR track each and every week. The NASCAR Dodge Weekly Series is NASCAR's national championship for weekly short track racers. So take the whole family and experience the excitement of the NASCAR Dodge Weekly Series in your hometown. To find a track near you, visit NASCAR.com or America Online, keyword NASCAR. You couldn't have a better ad for the NASCAR Dodge Weekly Racing Series than the driver (laughs) who's leading here. Clint Boyer, two years ago, won the NASCAR Midwest Region National Championship. He's been a modified champion and a late model champion on dirt and asphalt in the Kansas City area. That's where he's from, and that's one of the reasons why Richard Childress Racing said, hey, come join us. We want to put you in the NASCAR Bush Series. Let's quickly take you through the field. Here's how they are running with 22 laps remaining in the Pepsi 300. Clint Boyer is your leader with Robbie Gordon second. Kyle Busch in third. Casey Kane fourth. Fifth is Johnny Sauter. Michael Waltrip in the sixth spot. Seventh is Johnny Benson. Mike Bliss is eighth. Ninth, Jason Leffler. And J.J. Yaley rounds out the top ten. David Green back to 11th. Casey Atwood moving up to 12th. Jason Keller sits 13th. Robert Presley 14th. Kenny Wallace shown 15th, Tim Fedewa, Tony Raines, Stacey Compton, Paul Menard 19th, and Regan Smith, the top 20. Hermie Sadler in 21st, 22nd, Ashton Lewis Jr., Travis Geisler is 23rd, 24th, Martin Truex Jr., David Rudiman is 25th, 26th, David Stremme, Mike Garvey in 27th, 28th, Bobby Hamilton Jr., 29th, Caleb Holman, and 30th is David Starr. 31st belongs to Randy McDonald, Ron Hornaday, who was so strong earlier before he got caught up in that last incident a while back with Robbie Gordon, back to 32nd. Gus Watson is 33rd. Then a bunch of cars behind the wall. Andy Ponstein, Derek Cope, Jay Sauter, Jeff Fuller, Mike Wallace and Aaron Fike, Greg Durley, Greg Biffle had a motor let go, Stanton Barrett, Brad Teague, and the first car out was David Keith. Welcome back to Nashville Super Speedway. MRN Radio's live coverage of the NASCAR Bush Series coming up on 15 laps to go. Clint Boyer's opened up almost a three-and-a-half-second lead over Robbie Gordon. If Robbie has anything left, Dan Hubbard, I think you nailed it. Doesn't appear that he does at this point. <laughs> yeah, I think he'd have to play that uh, ace of spades right now with only 15 laps remaining in the Pepsi 300. Clint Boyer is pulling away now with a lead of 3.7 seconds. What a great pick by RCR uh, Racing. Clint Boyer now leading here at Nashville Super Speedway and really flying through the traffic. He's just passing on the left side, on the right side, high, low. It doesn't seem to matter. Well, I thought that he was going to need another pit stop here. He was very close to the tire window when he stopped for his last 
uh, trip to pit road under caution, but it doesn't look as though there's any concern. However, lap traffic could be a factor for Boyer as they hit turn one. Well, they almost ran Boyer right off the front straightaway as they stacked him three wide. Stacy Compton among them, also J.J. Laley. But a big moment for Clint Boyer, who continues to work lap traffic. Now he has about two or three lap cars between himself and Robbie Gordon. One of the battle one of the few that has developed in the top five. Kyle Bush's car has been fading somewhat. And Casey Kane has been going closer to him as they head down the back straightaway. Kane trying to grab one more spot before the checkered flag. That would be the fight for the third position, and Kyle Busch has it. Casey Kane wants it. They are nose to tail coming off the corner. There's a smoker right in front of them. He pulls off. It is David Stremme. Looks like he has a right rear tire going down. He has made it onto pit road. Let's follow that fight for third between Kyle Busch and Casey Kane. Right now, Kyle Busch with about a 10-car length advantage on Casey Kane, but as Kyle tries to conserve, Casey Kane just trying to run those Goodyears right off the car and grab that third spot. And those cars go back and forth. One minute, it looks like Casey's going to close make the pass and all of a sudden that, that gap just widens back up and for the moment Kyle Busch is steady at that number three position meanwhile Robbie Gordon's got trouble off turn four Robbie Gordon slowing down in his machine he's got a tire that appears to have come apart let's go to pit road right rear is down for Robbie Gordon as the caution flies so we are under caution for the fifth time in the afternoon comes out on lap number 213 that means 22 laps remaining no less than that 225. 12, to 12 go. There we go. 12, 12 laps go. remaining. We were talking about who has the tires and who doesn't. We'll see who goes down the pit well, road. If you're running as well as Clint Boyer is, do you, do you give up the track position? Not at all. If, he, if he's got enough fuel, I'm sure he'll stay on the track. Robbie Gordon, we were wondering whether he had anything or whether he would need to make a stop, obviously, with that right rear tire going down. He's got to come to pit road now. This will cost him tremendously. Robbie was second in the race. Looked as though he had second sewn up. And uh, certainly earlier, we thought he had a chance to win this race. Uh, green flag, he brings out the caution. It'll take him a while. He may lose a lap, certainly, as he continues to ride around the racetrack. Pit road not yet open. He's down on the inner liner of the right rear tire. So that should move Kyle Busch up to the second spot. Casey Kane up to third. Kane could not get around Busch before the drop of the caution. Johnny Sauter will be in the fourth spot. Johnny Benson now has worked his way up to the top five. Good run by Johnny. Benson is uh, in that situation. Then it's Michael Waltrip, Mike Bliss, Jason Leffler. Certainly have to give a call to J.J. Ailey. Just his second Bush Series start of the season for the Joe Gibbs team. He's on uh, one of those schedules that we saw Ryan Newman pursue a while back. Uh, some ARCA starts, the Bush Series. They plan to run him in some Nextel Cup races later in the year. The USAC Triple Crown champion, only the second driver to ever do that. The first being Tony Stewart. Last year, Yaley won all three USAC titles. Started 25th today. Told me this morning that he had done a lot of changing on the car. They came here and tested. They went completely the wrong direction at the start of the weekend. They took the car back to where they started, and it was a lot better. He's gained 15 spots from where he started today. We are inside of 10 laps left in the Pepsi 300, and we are under caution for the fifth time in the afternoon. Big development on pit road. Our leader, Clint Boyer, comes in. This is a surprise to us. Let's cover his pit stop. Go down to Preston Root. Clint Boyer comes in and tries to hit his marks perfectly. Does that. They go around to the right side first. The Jackman gets the car up in the air. The Reese's Monte Carlo has had a good run all day today, Dan. As Robbie Gordon goes by to change tires with a, a, left, a right rear going flat on Robbie Gordon's car, going down on that. Now they're around to the right side of Clint Boyer's car. They've got enough fuel to make it to the end of the race. And Clint Boyer 
Boyer is down and away. A very close call with Michael Waltrip coming into the pits, but Clint Boyer is out with four sticker tires ready to go. More pit stops in front of Jason Toy. Kyle Busch is in four tires and fuel. Brand new sticker tires. Also, Robbie Gordon is in. Also in is Johnny Sauter. Kyle Busch will pull away with a 16.2 second pit stop. Robbie Gordon is just now pulling away from his stall down towards the turn one in the pit road. Let's check in with Steve Post. Well, now the stage is set for the shootout with just a few laps remaining in today's Pepsi 300 from Nashville Super Speedway. This is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Back at Nashville Super Speedway where we are under eight laps left in today's Pepsi 300. Let's briefly explain why this fifth caution came out. Robbie Gordon was on the front stretch and the right rear appeared to just disintegrate. But what happened is the outer liner came off. Robbie Gordon was able to continue on the inner liner of that tire. And because we were under caution, the field was frozen. Gordon was able to stay on the lead lap. He pitted, has come back out in the fifth spot. Here is how the leaderboard now is reset on lap number 217 of 225. Casey Kane is our leader with Michael Waltrip in second. Clint Boyer now in the third spot with Kyle Busch fourth, Robbie Gordon fifth, Johnny Benson in the sixth position. And that's how they will go back to the green flag with just now seven laps remaining. And Michael Waltrip back on pit road right in front of Preston Root. Michael Waltrip, they're going to go around to the right side, Rick, first and put a couple of tires on Goodyear's on that side. Uh, they're going to do a four-tire stop, surprisingly, for Michael Waltrip. Running as good as he had, he's put together a good race. But the heads up for Michael Waltrip, the experience that an Extel Cup driver brings into the Bush Series sometimes pays off, and it certainly did for Clint Boyer because Clint Boyer was exiting his pit as Michael Waltrip came in two laps ago, and had it not been for an extremely smart move by Michael Waltrip, he would have trapped Clint Boyer in his pit and uh, would have uh, wrecked a good race for Clint Boyer. So uh, hats off to Michael Waltrip. He's down and away back on the track. Well, now what that will do is bump Clint Boyer to the second spot with Kyle Busch third. They'll both be chasing Casey Kane. Casey Kane will go to the outside front row for the restart. Uh, we'll see if they get the one-to-go indication. This will be lap 219. There will be six to go here at Nashville. And uh, Kane in the 38 in the uh, Great Clips Dodge has certainly turned in a great ride here today. He's been up front. He slid back a couple of times. He's been very patient. He's worked at it. He's, he's learned certainly that in a 300-mile race in the NASCAR Bush Series, if you are patient, the cards can turn your way before the end of the race. That uh, Just because things don't look uh, very bright for you midway through doesn't mean the afternoon's going to turn out badly at all. Here comes Boyer. He'll take up the spot behind Kane's machine. As we get the one-to-go sign, there will be a five-lap shootout here in Nashville. There were five bushwhackers in today's race. Casey Kane, Johnny Sauter, Greg Biffle, Robbie Gordon, and Michael Waltrip. And the reason I bring it up is sometimes the media always plays it up. Well, the bushwhackers come in from the next Tell Cup series, and they just ruin the bush series. I don't think so at all. In fact, I think this year in particular, the bush regulars have been up to the task and standing toe-to-toe with the next Tell Cup guys. Well, Clint Boyer, the 21 team, is a regular team in the series. Of course, Kevin Harvick shares that car with Boyer, but uh, Boyer making his second career start. Here's Kyle Busch, a rookie in the series. He's third. Johnny Benson. Uh, sits fifth, former Bush Series champion, not full-time in the Nextel Cup Series this year. You've got Mike Bliss, who got the free pass on this caution, got his lap back. He'll restart eighth in front of Jason Leffler and J.J. Yaley. So you've got some guys who are really starting to show themselves. Lights are out on the safety car, getting ready to come to five laps to go here at Nashville. Kane in the 38, Boyer in the uh, Chevrolet from Richard Childress Racing right behind him. And then third spot, Kyle Busch lining up there. Safety car dives in. Starter tells him, be patient. We're not ready to go yet, but the green will reappear here at Nashville. Five to go, and we're back underway, heading toward turn one. Kane up through the gearbox. 
two car lengths in front of Clint Boyer. Single file restart. Boyer running second. Then Kyle Busch, Robbie Gordon, Johnny Benson. Kane up the racetrack already. Clint Boyer back to the top spot. Here comes Kyle Busch and everybody else. Like a rocket ship, it's Clint Boyer back in front. Casey Kane now second. Kyle Busch to the number three spot. Benson running fourth on the outsides. Gordon right behind him. It's Johnny Sauter and Michael Walker. Casey Kane on worn tires had to give up the lead to Clint Boyer and now he slides off of turn four. Kyle Busch gets by, Johnny Benson gets by, and he's going to bring Robbie Gordon with him. Clint Boyer is our new leader into turn one. The battle is for second. Kyle Busch, Johnny Benson, and Robbie Gordon as Casey Kane falls deep in the field, but it's Clint Boyer by five. Car lengths off two. And now Kyle Busch trying to draw away from Benson as he can. If as he goes into turn number three and four, he cuts it down to about three car lengths of advantage. Benson running third. Kyle Busch is the driver on the move. Second spot in that Rick Hendrick machine, the low Chevrolet. Oh, He's troubling it. J.J. Yaley hard into the outside Brittany wall. Nobody else involved as he continues on down the front stretch. And we will stay green for the moment. Officials looking down at turn four to see if Yaley can get that car off the wall. But he's cut down a tire. Sparks showing under the Home Depot Chevrolet. And we may well go back to caution. We'll see, though. He's still on the racetrack heading toward turn one. Kyle Busch has gotten by Clint Boyer. We are still under the green flag, and Kyle Busch and Clint Boyer are battling through turns three and four. Contact was made. Boyer will beat him back to the stripe, but Kyle Busch is right at Boyer's right elbow. They'll go into turn one side by side. Double file for the front of the field. It's Kyle Busch swinging around the outside of Boyer, but Boyer's not done yet. Here comes, oh, trouble. Busch goes around. Everybody goes around the top side of the field. The leaders are spinning down the backstretch. As they work it back into turn number three and four, Michael Waltrip looks to be the one driver of the lead lap cars, as well as Johnny Sauter, that avoided contact, and they get around everybody on that back straightaway, clearing the grass and now under power. Unbelievable. Clint Boyer back up on the speedway, yellow waving with the white flag. Michael Waltrip leads him across the stripe. What an incredible <laughs> turn of events with one to go. Unbelievable. Michael Waltrip cleared the melee on the back stretch and inherits the win of the Pepsi 300 here at Nashville Super Speedway. Now, he's got one more lap to go, but it is under caution. <laughs> and Michael Waltrip will follow the pace car home. Let's go back to Jeff Striegel over in turn two. Jeff, incredible. The top four cars went sliding into the grass. Well, it was unbelievable, Rick. It was double file up front for first and second. Same for third and fourth. And it was Kyle Busch digging hard, topside, off of turn number two, trying to clear the leader, Clint Boyer. They made contact, turned both cars around in front of the field, and then everything broke loose. Plumes of tire smoke as the car slid down in the infield, collecting one another, and Michael Waltrip drives by unscathed. I believe Robbie Gordon got caught up in that. So, too, Johnny Benson was also part of that. looked like a four-car Incident there down on the backstretch, and here comes the pace car. Dennis Dillard will lead the winner, Michael Waltrip, across the stripe to the cheers of 30,000 at Nashville Super Speedway. Michael Waltrip is our winner. Johnny Sauter will finish second with Mike Bliss third. Let's go down to Pitt Road. Jerry Baxter's the crew chief for Michael Waltrip, and take him any way you can get him, I guess. Well, you know, you win some, you lose some. That way, uh, this Aaron's dream machine Chevrolet Monte Carlo was getting better all day long you know we started back 22nd and uh, just keep working at it you know so it, it was good at the end you know your last stop you came in and passed the pit box because Clint Boyer was coming out a right. good move by Michael right he didn't want to get us into a wreck you know you could see it was developing there so he just went on through race crafting is finer that's Jerry Baxter the crew chief for Michael Waltrip the Pepsi 300 is in the books don't go away there's going to be some post-race discussion <laughs> on this one 
NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. Sponsored by Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. Back at Nashville Super Speedway, and if I've said it once, said it a hundred times, it is not over until it's over. We thought Clint Boyer had this one in the bank, but on the second to the last lap, down the back straightaway, a melee of the top four machines, and Michael Waltrip pokes through for the win. And it's a popular win, too. We talked about the hometown element of this. David Green considers this his home track. Of course, Bobby Hamilton Jr., many others. But Michael Waltrip's from Owensboro, Kentucky, just up the road here as well. And you could have heard the roar and the stands here when they realized Michael Waltrip had managed to score the win here today at Nashville. Now, they have reset the leaderboard a bit, and the thinking is that the caution freezes the field. So while Michael Waltrip is still our leader, Johnny Sauter finishes second. Here's where it changes a little bit. Robbie Gordon is now shown in the third spot with Clint Boyer in fourth and Kyle Busch in the fifth position. And i got to believe Mike Bliss's team is going to have a little something to say about that because originally he was being shown as third. But uh, that's not the way NASCAR is scoring it at this time. Casey Kane and Johnny Benson shown sixth and seventh. They were involved in that uh, melee off turn two as well. Then Bliss back to eighth. Jason Leffler ends up with a pretty good day ninth. And David Green, last year's winner of this race, a soldier's home in tenth spot a couple of laps down. But he had problems for much of the afternoon and was very determined. David Green certainly, he was the, he's the Bush Series point leader coming in today. Very much a contender for the championship and ends up with not a bad result here at Nashville. Let's just kind of take you back a little bit on what happened. It was a four-car fight for the top spot coming off of turn two. No contact was made. It looked like Boyer was so tight on the rear spoiler of Kyle Busch, he took the air off the rear end of Busch, sent Busch into a spin, and then the chain reaction was on. Kyle Busch spun, Boyer spun, so too did Johnny Benson and Robbie Gordon, although Robbie Gordon now is being credited with the third spot. Clint Boyer in fourth, Kyle Busch in fifth. Now, they were pushing hard over there in turn two, and uh, certainly it looked as though uh, the air was taken off the spoiler of Bush's machine by Clint Boyer, but it's possible Bush just lost it. Both those young drivers going for victory here at Nashville, and, uh, you know, a young driver sometimes will overdrive when he knows the checkered flag is less than a lap away. Mike Waltrip is being interviewed in Victory Lane. However, we are just told by NASCAR that the finishing order is now being reviewed. So it's not over till it's over, and even then it's not over. Well, that was the question. I, I didn't get a chance to ask it of you or ask it on the air, but uh, if the field was indeed frozen when the yellow waved, Michael was not the leader at that point. But the four cars in front all went spinning down through the grass on the back straightaway, and that allowed Michael to come around first and cross the stripe on the next completed lap. So we'll wait a little while while they sort this all out, but Michael Waltrip uh, receiving the Gibson guitar already in victory lane. All right, let's check in at least whom we think is one of the top five finishers. Steve Post, I believe, is caught up with Robbie Gordon. Yes, in here with Robbie Gordon. He's surveying the damage on the Fruit of the Loom Chevy. Robbie, what, what did you see on those last couple laps? Well, um, dang, I, you know, came real close to, to avoiding it. Um, I'm going to say the, the, the 21 got into the five, and um, I think, you know, then, then myself and, and Benson, we got collected in it, but... Um, Man, I almost cleared him on the outside. Dang it. Um, if we would have just cleared him there, we'd have won the race. But um, Fruit Loom guys gave me a great uh, great car all day long. Um, you know, I want to thank Fruit for allowing us to come down here and, um, and race in Nashville and, and have a good run like we had. Um, it's unfortunate. You know, um, I'll be sure. I'm sure I'm going to the big office this week. But uh, it is what it is. And um, we'll just keep racing as hard as we can. 
Now, this has to be a lot of fun for you. This is one of the Bush, the, the Bush series. You say you get a chance to race up here, and you're kind of doing it a week-by-week thing. Uh, but get, get a chance to run up front, and you had an awful strong race car today. Uh, I'm going to say we had the strongest car all day, and it's unfortunate. Um, we had something happen yesterday um, where we ran the engine on low on oil pressure, and I'm sure we heard it, and we opted not to, not to change it. But, um, you know, Richard Childress Racing, they give us great engines. Um, they're helping us compete at this level. Uh, you know, Bob Temple and Frank Kerr and everybody here um, at my shop that, that work on 55 Carb have done a great job, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. That's Robbie Gordon, and when he came in to cool down a little bit, he just sat in the front of the car and just laughed about what happened. He couldn't believe what he saw in front of him, and uh, but a lot of damage on the Fruit of the Loom Chevy. Right now, NASCAR hasn't posted his third, but they are reviewing the finish. One of the wildest finishes we've seen in a long time coming here today at the Nashville Super Speedway. Let's talk to the driver who's being shown, at least for now, in second spot. Johnny Sauter, he's with Preston Root. Well, second is a favorite of Johnny Sauter. It's not as good as a win, but his previous best here at Nashville Super Speedway is a second. He's second at Daytona. He's ninth in points. Johnny, not a bad race. Not really. Uh, not today that we really thought we was going to have, I guess. We didn't have the car that was a top five car, but, uh, you know, we've had cars that were dominant this year and should have won. So I'm real proud of the Kleenex guys and, and uh, Kleenex Pontiac was uh, pretty good. And, you know, one of these days we'll win these races. I don't even know if they really know who won this race. I mean, uh, if, 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 uh, if the rules are correct and the caution come out, we was ahead of Michael. So, uh, realistically, we should be in victory lane. But uh, I guess we'll just wait for the final decision. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the guys out there are a myriad of, of difficulties in adjusting to the changing track conditions. Did you guys experience that as well? So this is especially satisfying in second? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, we started off way too loose. And uh, last night in happy hour, we were loose. And, and uh, you know, we made a couple adjustments to try and tighten it up today. But uh, this racetrack was terrible today. I mean, uh, I don't know that the tires were uh, exactly what we needed for racing conditions. I mean, the marbles were terrible. And, and uh, they did a good job, as best job they could, as far as uh, cleaning it. And, uh, you know, like you said, I mean, it was a hard-fought day. And, and uh Wherever we end up, I mean, it's a good day for us. Johnny Sauter shown in second. Boy, Johnny Sauter's got quite a history here at Nashville Super Speedway, losing the lead on the last lap uh, last year to David Green, then tangling with David Stremme, again fighting for a top spot in the late going. And now here, at least he finished. He finished second. It's not the finish that he wanted, but he did finish second. He's, he's pretty uh, famous for having uh, great finishes here at Nashville Super Speedway. Let's check in with Preston Root. Well, Kyle Busch gets his uh, driving shoes off and heel protector from the heat on the floorboards. Kyle, decent run for you. Tell us what happened at the end. I don't know, really. We just uh, were racing hard. You know, I passed the 21 car clean, got under him in turn three, cleared him, I guess. And, you know, I was just going over it with Lance, and he told me that he nicked me there. I thought I slipped, but uh, raced with him down into turn one. I think I cleared him again there, and uh, I knew I was going to shove up a little bit, and I figured he'd get back underneath me, but I figured he'd race me down into turn three clean. He already hit me once, but I guess once wasn't enough, so he hit us twice. And uh, we came home with a wrecked race car. That should have won the race, but uh, that's all right. We'll go on next week. Already, that's Kyle Busch. Okay, we are being told now that this is the official top five. Michael Waltrip will be the winner of the Pepsi 300. Johnny Sauter will be in second. We've established that. Here's the changes. Casey Kane will be listed in the third position. Clint Boyer in fourth, and Robbie Gordon in fifth. Interesting, and I'd love to know, uh, you know, how you arrive at all that. I know NASCAR officials have been viewing tapes and uh, taking a look at scoring and, and coming to a decision here today, and uh, certainly a wild, wild finish at the Nashville Super Speedway. Back at Nashville Super Speedway, Victory Lane does belong to Michael Waltrip. He's with Jason Toy. And he certainly is controlling the Victory Lane right now. He's been playing the Gibson guitar here for the last 15 minutes as they wait to the... <laughs> 
<laughs> we've got to grab a word with Michael here. As we, now we've been told, now we can officially talk to you as the, as the, uh, the winner here at the National Super Speedway. And, Michael, tell us, take, take us back on that final lap. What did you see directly in front of you? It wasn't official until just now? <laughs> Unofficially official. Wow. Um, I just saw two guys uh, wanting to win their first race, and uh, I knew that they would rough each other up. They think that's the way you race these days. And uh, so I, I thought maybe we'd take out two or three of them, but I never dreamed all five of them would go. Um, I did my testimony before the race today and told everybody what the Easter holiday meant to be and what my Christian faith meant to me. And it looked like the Red Sea parted when I left turn two. I was going, I came off turn running fifth, and I left running first. I was just uh, amazed that that happened, thankful, and uh, just proud for Aaron's. They've been a great sponsor, and we've been able to get them a few wins now, so that's cool. One final thing. What about the, throughout the day? We saw tire problems. We saw fuel strategy. What about it for you today? Uh, let me think. I didn't really have any problems other than my car didn't handle well. It uh, pushed all day long. We were really good at the start. We drove up from our 22nd starting spot to the top 10, top top five um, top, top five for a part of the day, and then uh, just started pushing with me. I don't know if we had an adjustment that went wrong with us or what, but uh, at the end it was just way too tight. But I uh, had a strong car. When the, engine, when the car was so tight, it made it not run off the corner, and when it wouldn't run off the corner, all those other cats were beating me until the last lap when they all wiped out. We know you always sing, but now you got a Gibson guitar to do it with, it, right? That's right. Now I, now I have no excuses to further my musical career. <laughs> As he strums the Gibson guitar inside Victory Lane here at the Nashville Super Speedway, Michael Waltrip picks up career win number 11. Steve Post is standing by with our fourth-place finisher, Clint Boyer. Dan, Clint Boyer, uh, Clint Boyer, your um, second NASCAR Bush Series start, Ray Bestis Rookie of the Year. This is the first time uh, we've had one of those Ray Bestis guys up in the top five. Tell us about your day and, and the ending of it. Uh, it was an awesome day till the end, you know. I think we had a car to beat all day. Um, it was Reese's 21 car. That, you know, they've been behind me and uh, had a rough weekend last weekend. It's just a good way to bounce back, you know, for me. as a confidence booster in the team also. Uh, uh, had an awesome, unbelievable car. Just the last, you know, that last caution came out. It was I knew it was going to be a killer because in the long run we had them beat hands down. But a short run, it was just took a little bit to get going. And uh, we tried air pressure, you know, raising air pressure up a little bit. But uh, I knew I'd have to, you know, fend him off. And uh, he kind of got into me when he went around me and, you know, loosened me up. But, uh, you know, I was expecting I was ready for it. And uh, uh, we got back around him and it got, you know, down in there. And he kind of come down on me and I got into him and loosened him up. And, uh, you know, I, I tried, tried to back off him, gave him some room to get it gathered up. And him sideways and me, you know, letting off of it, they just run into us from behind. And it went from there. Well, that's Clint Boyer, a strong, strong run for the uh, for the rookie driver, a top-five finisher for Richard Childress Racing. They usually say there's two sides to every story. There'll be four sides to this one. Let's take a swing around the racetrack and pull the members of the MRN radio broadcast crew to get their vote on the Goodies Headache Award. They'll have a chance to nominate a driver who suffered the hardest luck during the running of or preparation for this event. That driver will receive $250 and a sample of Goodies Headache Powder and tablets to help cure the headache. Let's start the voting out in the turns first to Jeff Striegel. Well, Dan, I've got it paired back to about uh, two dozen different drivers that probably are all capable and eligible of winning. But I'll tell you what, when you make only your second Bush Series start and you're so dominant late in the race and then come up short like Clint Boyer did after a tremendous drive, my vote goes to Clint Boyer. Over to Buddy Long. Well, I've got to echo Jeff's sentiments. There were several drivers out here that were very eligible, uh, and I've got to go with it. Clint Boyer, a bad bad week last week, uh, but he's showing some promise, and uh, it's a tough break to lose it on that final lap. Jason Toy, your vote. 
Well, earlier on, Martin Truex up until the final laps of the race because Martin Truex obviously set on the pole, had his best run, and then had everything go downhill from there during the happy hour accident. But I'll tell you what, Clint Boyer, after dominating the way he did in the later stages, to have it uh, go away on the final two laps, my vote is for Clint Boyer. Preston Root. Thank the younger guys in this race that we saw racing so competitively at the very end of the event have a lot to learn. That's a steep learning curve in the NASCAR Bush Series. Although definitely a headache after the race for a couple of those guys. One of the guys that never even got a chance to prove he had a good car, and we know he did, was Greg Biffle. My goodies headache award goes to Greg Biffle. And Steve Post. My goodies headache award goes to Bobby Hamilton Jr. Led this race early, looked like he had the dominant car early on, and then just had a myriad of problems. So uh, give my vote to Bobby Hamilton Jr. Rick Benjamin, what do you think? Always a lot of candidates, especially in a situation like this. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit contrarian here and say Robbie Gordon because, uh, as he said, he thought he had the strongest car. The tire came apart late in the race, and that's what really set up this strange sequence that closed out today's Pepsi 300. I think we're going to settle on Clint Boyer most likely, but uh, my vote's for Robbie Gordon. A quick vote for Martin Truex, who had a pole-winning car, lost it in happy hour, had to go to a backup car, and really went backwards all afternoon. My vote goes to Truex, but you're right, Mr. Benjamin. Our winner is Clint Boyer. So the MRN Radio Broadcast crew have voted the Goodies Headache Award of $250 to Clint Boyer for his second-to-the-last lap melee there on the backstretch and virtually giving away the win on the afternoon. We'll come back with a full-field rundown in just a moment. From Nashville Super Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. All right, well, it has been a wild one to say the least here at Nashville Super Speedway, but it is finally over, and this crowd of over 30,000 certainly enjoyed a good one this afternoon at Nashville. Here's how they finished in the Pepsi 300. Michael Waltrip, your surprise winner on the afternoon. Johnny Sauter in second. Casey Kane in third. Clint Boyer fourth. Robbie Gordon in fifth. Kyle Busch in sixth. Johnny Benson in seventh. Mike Bliss in eighth. And the last car on the lead lap. Jason Leffler finished ninth. Tenth was David Green. Eleventh, Robert Presley. Twelfth, Tim Fidoa. Jason Keller finished thirteenth. Stacey Compton, fourteenth. Fifteenth was Tony Raines. Paul Menard finished sixteenth. Seventeenth, Regan Smith. Kenny Wallace, eighteenth. Nineteenth, J.J. Yaley, Casey Atwood in 20th, 21st, Ashton Lewis Jr., Hermie Sadler in 22nd, 23rd, Martin Truex Jr., Travis Geisler finished 24th, 25th, David Ruderman, Mike Garvey in the 26th spot, Bobby Hamilton Jr., after a tough day, he finished 27th, 28th, Caleb Holman, David Starr, 29th, 30th, Randy McDonald, Ron Hornaday, 31st, 32nd, David Stremme, Gus Wasson in the 33rd spot, finishing 34th was Andy Ponstein, Derek Cope in 35th, 36th, Jay Sauter, Jeff Fuller in 36th, 7th, 38th, Mike Wallace, Aaron Fike in 39th, 40th was Greg Biffle, Stanton Barrett in 41st, 42nd, Brad Teague, and 43rd was David Keith. I'd like to thank the voices that you heard on today's broadcast. First in the pits, Jason Toy, Preston Root, and Steve Post. And working the turns for us this afternoon, Jeff Striegel and Buddy Long. An excellent job today by all of you gentlemen. Thank you very much. We'd like to thank our spotters as well, Sherry Taylor and Josh McKinney. Our broadcast engineer, Cheesecake, Chris Cheesecake DeRocher and Anthony Bowers. And our production assistants, David Brandt and Tim Taylor. I want to remind you to listen to NASCAR Today, daily news and information on NASCAR racing with Joe Moore. That is NASCAR Today, as well as NASCAR Live, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Eli Gold talks to the stars of NASCAR racing and the world of racing commentary from NASCAR drivers on the issues of the day. The next uh, MRN broadcast is next week from Martinsville Speedway. MRN coverage begins with Bud Pole updates at 3 o'clock Eastern time on Friday. Then it's NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series action on Saturday from Martinsville. 
still the Kroger 250. Again, MRN's coverage of the truck race starting at 12.30 Eastern time. And then NASCAR Nextel Cup action on Sunday. From Martinsville, the Advance Auto Parts 500 MRN coverage beginning at 12.15 Eastern time. For Rick Benjamin, this is Dan Hubbard. Once again, congratulating Michael Waltrip on a wild one here at Nashville Super Speedway. Until next time, good afternoon, everybody. MRN Radio, coverage of the Pepsi 300, has come to you from Nashville Super Speedway. Sponsored by Smooth Bush Beer and easy-drinking Bush Light. Bush, the proud sponsor of the NASCAR Bush Series. By Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. By Ray Bestos, the best in brakes, certified for your safety. By Sunoco, if it's good enough for NASCAR, it's good enough for your car. By Team Valvoline, racing is how they make their products better. They're not just on the car, they're in it. By Craftsman, the official tools of NASCAR, available at Sears. Craftsman makes anything possible. Sears, where else? By Toyota, get the feeling. By Action Performance, the choice of champions for NASCAR licensed diecast collectibles and apparel. By Tom Johnson's Camping Center, the official RV dealer of the Motor Racing Network. By Featherlight, the official trailer and coach of NASCAR. See Featherlight at www. FeatherlightUSA.com by Mack Trucks Incorporated. Two way communications by Racing Radios. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of Racing Radios. And by Haviland Motor Oils and Coolants. Add more life to your car with Haviland. Today's broadcast was directed by Chris Simeon. The executive producer for MRN is David Hyatt. This broadcast has been a production of the Motor Racing Network. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.